Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. everyone to the spotlight shout out to big dick mlj for the intro as always i actually met mlj this past sunday at gcw jensen nice. and he was on indeed he was on indeed uh this week that's up on fight flow overbooked if everybody wants to go check out the interview reg and mike did with mlj i'm jeremy lambert that's steven jensen a lot to talk about this week jensen uh big weekend there's a show every single day we have impact under siege tonight we have WWE Night of Champions tomorrow afternoon, and then we have NXT and AEW Double or Nothing on Sunday. Jensen, how are you, buddy? Doing good, man. Doing good. Got a long day today. This, and then my shoot job, and then I think I'm going to go to the movies again tonight afterwards. Am I going to see that machine movie, that Burt Kreischer? To see Fast and Furious again, right? No, that movie is terrible. Although I do get that. I did did get this. That's good. I like that. I like that. What? Why are you hating on Fast X? Why I almost fired you on your birthday. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I I I understand what I'm getting into when I go to these kind of movies. So like, it's not like I'm hating on it, expecting something differently. If that makes sense. Um, it's just like, it's just. I mean, this would take a whole podcast to just talk about my thoughts on Fast and Furious. It's just, it's just so insanely ridiculous. And I don't want to get into spoilers and stuff, but. 
the way they try to explain certain things is I just, but all that said, I get, I get, you know, it's like the biggest, it's like the biggest movie franchise like ever or whatever at this point. So there's like, they've been doing for like 20 years. So yeah. I mean, I, I had a good time at the theater. Like the popcorn was good and the pretzel bites were good and the drink was good and this, the, the nice recliner seats were comfy and stuff like that. But um, yeah, they, so let me put it this way. Without giving out too many spoilers here, there's going to be a small, small spoiler alert, but nothing like that crazy. To me, the franchise pretty much jumped the shark during the 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 safe thing, like the safe, like going through the city, like whatever movie that was years ago. And this was like an extension of that. And I was like, I think most people would have just liked to pretend like that didn't happen. But instead, they made an entire like almost like sequel based on that story. And they like recreated it again to an extent. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I thought I thought there was a lot of and, and there's so many points in this movie where I was just like, okay, like I, I audibly like did a few like oh like out loud in the theaters where like people around me could like definitely hear me. And I didn't even mean to do it. Anyways, Jeremy, I know you love this stuff. Um, so yeah, I got my Jacob Toretto punk punk pop though for you. So Jensen's fired. SP3 is fired. Mm-hmm. Everybody is fired. I'm firing everybody on the Fightful Overbooked <laughs> media I, call. Later I like this call that this is funny. Shy time. That'd be awesome. Honestly, they should jump a shark. They literally should. should. Like, yeah. Because they're, they're self aware. They're self aware enough to where I know in the last movie, Tyrese was like, um, what's his name in the movie? Um, I can't, I can't remember. And I, I don't remember like any of their actual names. It's not like their names in real life. But uh, Tyree Ty Gibson, he, um, he in the last movie there was points where he was literally 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 like y'all i think we're superheroes and invincible because like all this stuff keeps happening to us and i'm like yeah that's pretty much exactly what has happened and at this point i can tell they're they're gonna go like one of two directions here either they're gonna like a space in fast nine i know i know i saw they yeah the dude from tokyo drift who who popped back up um goes into space um, what's so funny is when I saw these movies originally, I thought Tokyo Drift was terrible because like the first one was great and the second one was like still pretty good. And I thought Tokyo Drift was awful, and I was like, okay, this will be the end of it. Now looking back, Tokyo Drift's like my favorite one because like these movies have gotten so insanely ridiculous. But um, I'm looking forward to when they they um people watch Always Sunny will understand this reference. They'll eventually Thunder Sun the whole franchise over to Little B probably um, his son. So like. You can tell they're like they're, they're they want to do the handoff at some point. So Fast and Furious will probably just go on forever to like in some Good. some incarnation. So Good. It should. It one hundred percent should. Guys, we're starting early today because there's the NXT media call at ten o'clock that I have to be part of. Um and that is why this uh this episode's at eight thirty and not nine thirty when we usually are. This episode is sponsored by Wrestle Rumble. Everyone head over to WrestleRumble.com. Go sign up. You can sign up for the WWE Night of Champions Pick'em, or you could sign up for the AEW Double or Nothing Pick'em, or you can sign up for both. There's nothing stopping you from signing up to both. Uh, first place in the Double or Nothing Pick'em gets $500. Second place gets $200. And then third, fourth, and fifth get $100. And then Night of Champions first place gets $500 and the World Heavyweight Title Championship Belt. 
that's a really great prize right there. Not only do you get $500, but you get that WWE World Heavyweight Championship belt, the secondary title, according to AJ Styles. You get a replica of mm. that as well. That'll be one at Night of Champions. Second place and third place get $100 for the WWE Night of Champions pick them. So, a lot of opportunities to win some money from our pals at Wrestle Rumble, and you can get a free entry into the Wrestle Rumble pickums. All you got to do is leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. We've mentioned this throughout the show, but leave a Wrestle Rumble into the chat. We will uh, put them in a randomizer. Uh, we will pick some names, and then you will contact Steven Jensen and get your free entry into the Wrestle Rumble pickum. That is how this works. Shout out to Wrestle Rumble. Shout out to Matt. It is sponsoring our show pretty much every episode since like or every like pay per view week episode since uh, WrestleMania, right? Yeah, they have. Yeah, so it's it's been great. They've been a part of the show. Um, obviously we're longtime friends with Matt. He's been he's been on the show. Did a spotlight interview that you all can check out um a while back as well. And uh, and yeah, what we'll do is we'll we'll give away like. It'll be three winners today, uh, like normal. We'll do three picks. But the difference between this show and normal is you'll get entries to the WWE United Champions and um, AW Double or Nothing. You'll get two. Like you'll, We'll give you entries to both of those contests today. Three people will get entries to both contests. And Jake Schwal, who's in this chat on the show often watching, he won 100 bucks with a free entry last uh, last pay-per-view. So and that was just a couple weeks ago for... Um, for, uh, backlash. backlash backlash that's right yeah. I mean, there's been so many i can't remember which one which one's which um but yeah we he, he won a free entry from backlash for backlash from us and he got second place and won 100 bucks so there you go there's people on this show winning free entries and winning real money so just um and i already see people putting Russ rumble in the chat we'll put all your names in, in a randomizer at the end of the show and we'll, we'll pick out three names and you'll get your shot at all these prizes on AEW's double or nothing and wb's night of champions shout out Russell rumble Russell Rumble, Matt, the team over there is fantastic. All right, let's get into it. We got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about today with all of these shows. Let's start with... Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. It was a great show, and I think it's been a run of great shows. AEW, Double or Nothing, this Sunday from Las Vegas, headlined by the Four Pillars match with MJF defending the AEW World Heavyweight Championship against Darby Allin, Sammy Guevara, and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Jensen, what are your thoughts on this match? I mean, I think the actual match is going to be great. And I understand why they're booking this, because like, you want in my this is my assumption of course is that they want mjf to get another they want his title run to go for a while they need him to retain at the pay-per-view and it just makes a lot of sense to have him retain by you know pinning sammy Guevara or something like you know what i mean like that way i i, I don't see darby taking the pin and i and probably not jungle boy either because you can do singles feuds and, and title shots for the two of those guys i feel like um, and I also feel like Sammy's only been turned baby face to us. We've talked about this before, but to like stack the odds even more so against MJF to make you think that there's three baby faces versus one heel. Um, and so, um, the actual build to this wasn't fantastic. Like I'll admit, you know, like the, on the mic and stuff, it isn't, it hasn't been like great. Um, really there, and that's been, it's been like some misses from all the guys. It isn't like just one person or whatever. Um, but I did love Darby mentioning yesterday that he wants to beat MJF with a headlock takeover. Like I like I love that that story is like still a thing He's, between the two of them. Hasn't he? Didn't he say that in like the first promo that they did? 
I swear he mentioned this in this first promo where they did the big interrupting promo. Uh, probably. Well, then he also like actually won his match with it last week. Um, Darby. Yeah. Did, um, but because like I I talk about it all the time, but that that full gear opening match a couple years ago between those two guys was like my favorite, one of my favorite matches in AEW history. And I love that story where MJF actually did beat him with a take uh, a headlock takeover. Like at the end of the day, like he did exactly what he said he was going to do the do, and he beat him with that that wrestling hold. Um, so. But in the, like I said, this match is going to be great. So, um, how do you feel? Because I'm I'm guessing you weren't like super high on the build, but you know, for all of this. But I mean, I think we could all agree that the match itself is going to be fire. Yes, the match is going to be great. I the match will be good. The match will probably be very good. All four guys are very good workers. I never thought the match was going to be the issue. The issue is that like I ain't that interested. <laughs> in the match like you can book me these great matches tony khan has a one of the best rosters we've ever seen at his disposal you could pick four names out of a hat and you can get me a match it's like yeah that's that's gonna be good right there the thing you got to do is make people interested in the match and i ain't that interested in this match you know it it's for the title so that adds some stakes obviously it's being built as this pillars thing, which there were the pillars when AEW started. We're four years into AEW. At least two of these guys don't feel like pillars four years into it. It just they they don't. Which two? Maybe three. Oh, Sammy and, and Jungle Boy. They don't okay, feel like pillars at all. You were saying. To that's me. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. Dar you can kind of maybe argue Darby, but I think Darby's still there. He's still been presented at a at a high level. Um yeah. but Sammy, Sammy and Jungle Boy just they ain't been presented at that level from the start of the company to now. So I, I don't fully buy them as pillars. I think the build's been all over the place and the stories they've been trying to tell. I think they've overcomplicated the story, honestly. I think there was a story there. And then by trying to turn Sammy Guevara face by, I, I assume Jungle Boy's turning on Sunday. I think they're going to do some type of double turn with like full on full bore double turn with Jungle Boy and Guevara because they're both leaning this way. Uh, they're both leaning towards, towards a turn. So I think they're going to just do some type of double turn. I think MJF wins and then we go on to wherever they're going to go on from there. But I'm not that interested in this match from a build perspective. And I thought last night, like I thought they needed like a home run segment last night to like really hammer this home. It went middle of the show. They did backstages with Sammy, Bo- Sammy boy, Sammy Guevara and Jack Perry. Cause they did backstages for a reason in my mind, but they trusted MJF and Darby to go out there with a live mic. MJF, obviously. Darby's been cutting good promos. A little just kind of, okay, I heard you say that weeks ago. Like, can we get something a little bit new here? Uh, but they, they trusted them with the live mic. And then, you know, they did the little brawl thing at the end. Uh, Jungle Boy holds up the title. I didn't feel like that was a home run segment. I didn't feel last night was a home run show going into Double or Nothing. I didn't, like, the, the main event thing. Okay, the Young Bucks were there. Where was Omega in that final thing? Moxley's promising a bunch of blood and stuff. Like, I get it, Mox. I know people are going to bleed. I know you're going to bring that violence. I get that. I wasn't wasn't a home run show for me to be like, all right, you hammered home that this pay per view is a must see. It just felt like a 
a solid dynamite where you got some good matches, but the build for double or nothing for a lot of these matches has been a little, little, a uh, little lukewarm in my opinion. They could have like swapped. They almost could have like swapped last week in this week's dynamites because like last week's dynamite I thought was great from start, start yeah. to finish, and it included the 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 young or the the elite reuniting at the very end, which would have been like a huge way to go into the pay-per-view. You know what I mean? If like the last thing we see is what we saw last week and then you're heading into the pay-per-view with the elite now reunited and like, you're like, everyone's all super hyped on that. Um, and then, I mean, I, I'm sure, I mean, there's not actually a whole lot we can even talk about with this, but we have to at least bring it up. Obviously, Tony Khan made the announcement that AW Collision is going to be going to the United Center in, in Chicago, as we all expected, but like, you know, so... I'd, I'd I'd imagine they they figure things out with CM Punk by now, and if they haven't, like, oh my god, <laughs> now they're really in a corner. But I'd imagine things are figured out there if they're going to go to Chicago. So, um, well, that's that's my question now. Is yeah. I don't think the build has been great for this match. Uh, I think we all kind of assume that MJF is going to win. Do they capture headlines and attention by bringing out CM Punk? at the end of this show to confront mjf to kind of pick up yeah where they that, left off yeah yeah um i mean it all it's this is all gonna boil down to like who wants to work with cm punk and vice versa and that kind of stuff i'd imagine mjf and cm punk are fine with working with each other they've already done that before and it was incredible i just guess i don't know for sure i don't know what Jerry's i could have faced like maybe i not. mean the last um, the last time we heard cm punk speak about mjf he was calling him a fucking child so right true that's true um yeah i i mean to answer your question like yes if they can work together but the, the problem is i don't think this isn't going to be like a CM last week. Y'all want my thoughts on CM Punk. Go check out last week's show. But like, I, are they expecting CM Punk to get cheered? I mean, in Chicago, he will. Oh, he's going to get cheered. In Chicago. He's going to get cheered everywhere. You think so? I think he's going to get yeah. booed in some of these buildings that are like elite, elite fan base site buildings. Like, I don't the think he got booed on their their way back like they they got booed they're gonna cheer cm punk that man and his following they love that guy cm punk's gonna he's definitely getting cheered in chicago there's no question about well that. for sure he's about getting that. cheered they they had cm punk chants last night they they tried to drown him out because they went to the announcer's booth but there were cm punk chants after they announced united center he's getting mm-hmm. cheered yeah but i don't for how long I don't know. Like, I really don't know. I, I feel like there's a chance and I don't know for sure. But like, if you want to, there's a lot of, there's a lot of layers to all this. Right. And like with MJF and punk, I think there's a chance MJF starts getting cheered because people, I could see people turning on punk. I could totally see it. Like they had the actual AW, the same people that, that booed Cody Rhodes out of his own company. I feel like it's possible that they might reject CM Punk's return, knowing everything that happened before he came back. But that said, um, who, who knows, you know, like, because because here's the thing, MJF versus CM Punk, that was one of the, my favorite feuds, like, ever in wrestling. I love that feud. I want to see it continue. Like, there is more story to tell there, for sure. And then there's also the story that MJF is re-kind of reminding people about recently. And, um, you know, he's talking about the whole 
contract coming up soon, you know, and all that stuff, you know, and I think he's going to start trying to hold the belt hostage soon and stuff like that. So like there's at some point it's going to be, um, at some point the story is going to be who the hell is going to get this belt off of him before he leaves. That's like, that's like what I think the story and whether he leaves or not, but my prediction is he's got to, is he going to, I think I'm guessing to go to the WWE. The more, the, the closer we get to it, I honestly really? think so. I think he's going to bail. I think he's going to bail. I really do. I don't. But um, I know, I know, but I, I didn't. I didn't before he came back, but now I'm like, I'm going to keep it real. This title run hasn't been great. I think it's been okay, but it hadn't been like what I was expecting out of like waiting this long for him. And now when I say waiting this long, I was a fan of MJF on the indies and stuff, you know? So like, but um, I think, like, I, I think he's the right guy to be the champion, but I see the, the discourse on Twitter and stuff too. And there seems like a lot of people that are like, kind of like this has kind of been like a okay you know what i mean like how how would you rate mjf's title run uh, up to this point personally i thought it like, should have ended i thought it should have ended with the brian danielson match and danielson should have won that's how i rate this title run it's been but but yeah, say, like, Dan, Dan, been... danielson bias out of it though like like if like even if like let's just say danielson like danielson's not your favorite wrestler ever and like that's out of the equation let's take like that out then even with that how would you rate it I, I'd say the same thing. Danielson bias bias out of it. He's still the best. Even I mean, he's sure. my favorite. But I thought that that feud was a little like the, the MJF stuff. I'm very hot and cold on MJF because some of his stuff is material. I'm like, eh, not for me. And then, but his delivery is so good, and he's he's so believable with what he says. I'm like, okay, I can I can buy this. This feud hasn't done anything for me. Like very hasn't hasn't done anything for me the danielson feud for the most part i liked but maybe that's just because he was feuding with danielson the matches have been good the stuff with ricky some of those promos were good um and and that match was good and everything so like i i like that um he beat moxley for it and that like that was a a fine feud but then the regal stuff got messy because regal was leaving and i i don't i don't put that on mjf that was maybe the story just could have been a little bit better it's been fine. Has it been the best? No. I think one thing of, you know, he's calling it the reign of terror and, you know, comparing it to like Triple H's reign. Uh, that's the, the the spoof that they're doing here. Is like, man, Triple H was like burying your favorite guys. Like yeah. Triple H was beating dudes every week and just like not putting anyone over. Like yeah. MJF's wrestled like twice during this reign like he beat ricky which okay maybe sort of burial um he beat danielson but danielson as much as i love him danielson wasn't buried or anything in that danielson's danielson on that they they've done such a poor job in making you care about sammy and and jungle boy that it's like all right if he beats one of them are you really like oh man i'm so mad that sammy Guevara didn't win the world title like i I don't think so. Like this is, he should just be beating dudes like Adam Cole after Cole came back. He should be beating dude. I mean, he should be like Darby because people do really like Darby. He should be beating Omega. He should be beating the Bucks. Like he should be beating all these dudes that everyone loves. Bring in Miro. Just bring them back just to lose <laughs> to MJF. Like that's a reign of terror where he's just beating all of your favorites and you're like, this guy. Get this guy out of here. I'm sick of this dude. Instead, he's just, he's still MJF. 
Right. Well, and I guess kind of my my follow up to all of that would be, let's say, when's his contract up? Is it this summer or is it like at the end of the year? MJF, it's end of the year. It's January first. January first. Okay. Yeah. So let's say hypothetically we have another six months of like him as a champion. Like they run this story all the way towards the, to the end of the year. So you really feel like is he staying or is he leaving? Um. And maybe they have plenty of time to figure that out with MJF. I have no idea what his contract status is. For all I know, he extended. And, like, we just don't know. Like, when he came back, he could be locked in for years. And we just don't know. Um, I, I have no idea. But if you're MJF, like, and this is an honest this is an honest question. And this is, and I think I think that maybe the next six months is, like, going to answer this question for, for him and for us. But... Um, and I'm obviously I'm a massive AEW fan. They're my favorite company. Like that AEW and GCW, that's my jam. Like you know what I mean. But like, if you're MJF, honest question, Jeremy, like why would you stay? Like you've already been the champion, right? Because I don't know if you want to go to the unknown of WWE. I don't know if you want to go there and deal with with all of that. Like AEW. You know where you're at. You know your position ain't changing all that much. Like, do you want to go to WWE and just deal with all that? Are they going to make you wrestle more? Like, is that what you want to do? The money's probably going right. to be the money's probably going to be relatively equal. I'm sure WWE can offer them more overall. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know if you want to go there. Maybe he does. I, I've said this before. Is like maybe like some of these people. He sees this. This is the real challenge. Like, all right, AEW, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm at. I know my position. WWE is an actual challenge for me. These wrestlers do like to be challenged. So maybe he sees it as like, this is a challenge. I'm going to go here and I'm going to prove everybody wrong that I can thrive in this position and in this company. And maybe that's what he sees it as. But if I'm MJF, I'm looking like I'm, I'm good here. Like things are, I know my position. I'm good. Yeah. I, I mean, and that, and that could be the case too. Like, and obviously in a perfect world, I think that MJF should be in AEW for a very long time and he should be the top heel in the wrestling business. Like in, I think the world of MJF, I love the guy. Um, and I also, I've talked about it plenty, but like growing up Jewish, I love the Jewish representation, like having like a, a, a winner out there. Like we had Goldberg when I was a kid, which was cool. But before that we had like Barry Horowitz and like, like nobodies and jobbers and stuff like, you know, so it's cool to see like, you know, a dude out there represented for the Jewish people, like like MJF, I think it's really cool. And he gets out like the like the whole like you know the spreading awareness of like you know the Jewish hate out there online and stuff. I think he's like a really good like representation for like you know for the Jewish people and, and stuff like that. But like and he's and he's a heel character, obviously. He's a, he's a dastardly character on television, but um from all accounts, I hate to ruin people's um perceptions, but there are a lot of people that have also told me that he's like a really, really nice guy behind the scenes, although that's going to, you know. Wow. Yeah. But he's all, he's been, he's been super rude to me in person for the record. I tried to shake his hand. He told me to go F myself. So like, I, I can't, I can't, so I can't vouch for the whole nice guy thing, but apparently he is nice to some people. Um, But my, my thing is like, I don't know, man, if I'm MJF and I'm like 25 or whatever at the end of this year, and I've already been the AW champion and my boy Cody is another company like vouching for me. I don't know. I th- then this is this is also why I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna go down this whole road. But this is why having Cody win at WrestleMania would have been a big deal because I think that that would have been a sign of of 
of like MJF, come on over. We're going to treat you well. Ricky Starks, come on over. Come on over eventually. Jade Cargill, come on over eventually. We're going to treat you well. Look what we did with Cody. Instead of like, hey, we're going to bring you over. And now, now we're going to make you prove yourself again. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's kind of not a good look. But I think if they would have seen them just go all the way with Cody, it's a lot easier for MJF to make that jump, knowing that like something like that could happen with him. Um, but that's just kind of where I'm at with in my head, honestly, is like for MJF, at what point is he going to look at his position in AEW and go, I'm a lifelong WWE fan. Like I've always, you know, how many wrestlers on and off the record have we talked to that are like, I grew up a WWE fan. That's where I want to be. You know what I mean? Like, and listen, I love AEW. I love GCW. I love the Indies. I at all in the grand scheme of things, the WWE is probably my least favorite wrestling show that I watch. You know what I mean? But like, I could also recognize that that's, you know, that's where a lot of these wrestlers wanted, wanted to be their entire life. And I think MJF's no different. I know MJF's no different. He's, there's videos of him trying out for tough enough years ago. He's always, he's wanted to work with the WWE, but like, so I, so I, that's, that's where like, I really do start. If you would have asked me like a hand, just a few months ago, I would have said MJF stays with AEW. He signs, he extends, he becomes the champion. He's there for like forever. But now after like being a few months into this title run and seeing it just be kind of lukewarm, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I, th- I if I'm him, I believe I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I don't want to put anything weird out there from like a fan perspective or like whatever. I'm just saying my, my way, my radar of MJF going to WWE went from like pre before he, when, when he returned, I would have said 80% he's staying with AEW for like the long haul. Now I'd say it's more like I think it's more like forty percent of the AEW. I'm leaning more towards he's going to go to WWE than stay with AEW at this point. There's a lot of time left for for this yeah. to play out on everything, and I think like a lot's going to change between now and basically all out because you're going to have the debut of Collision, you're going to have Forbidden Door, you're going to have All In, you're going to have All Out. I think we'll get a much better read on things by the end of all out and when cm punk wins the title and his you know one year anniversary of brawl out and he's eating muffins cutting promos <laughs> on children uh shytown spurs says i think the feud would be much better if it was consolidated into a month rather than drawn out since the end of revolution too much repetition that's fair uh, i agree yeah. i agree with that i i thought it was gonna be a not a consolidated thing but i did i did think there was gonna be just kind of more i i'm trying to try to get the thought correct here i thought it was going to be a little bit more condensed in in what they were going to do and maybe they would do more kind of singles matches and then get into the the pillars match at double or nothing i thought mjf was going to wrestle a little bit more on television is basically what i was trying to say and like it really he did the tag match with uh sammy otherwise i don't think he's been like in the ring as part of this feud and you know that it seemed like it was going to be the right play to go to double or nothing with the pillars thing but because they've had to draw it out so much they've they've lost it in the storytelling at least in, in my thoughts and like you know the some of these guys ain't built for that long-term storytelling they just they can't pull it off and one it's not only the the characters the wrestlers themselves it's just the actual the actual writing of this stuff, the the way I don't understand the trying to babyface Sammy, Sammy like, aligning with MJF, that was a weird turn that just felt like we got to kill three weeks here, 
hey, let's have Sammy trust MJF and their friends, even though Sammy didn't trust MJF. And MJF basically screwed him over as part of the the um the inner circle. Oh, that like that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Jungle Boy becoming miserable and everything. Like that was there. Darby. Darby's been fine. I, I haven't had too many issues with Darby. Getting a little repetitive in what he's saying, but overall, it's been fine. Uh, it, j- it felt like they had about a month of story that they tried to stretch out into three months of story. Right. And see, like, and back to this, could go full circle, because I feel like like the Fast and Furious franchise has done that, but they stretched it over this, this span of 20 years. So, like, like, Everything you just described is how all the reasons I don't like Fast and Furious. Everything you just said. Repetitive, over and over and over, same kind of thing. Toretto must have said family 30 times in this past movie. I mean, it's just like the same thing over and over and over again. Why are you hating on family? It's 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 enemies that somehow like people that have literally been trying to kill each other for, for a decade or plus are now teaming together and stuff, like people double crossing double crosses on double crosses. Anyways. You just described the reasons I don't like. Anyway, hey, yeah, go ahead. Fired. <laughs> but hey, but MGF's gonna retain. Fired. We all know MGF's retaining at this pay per view. And listen, I hope that the next six months, MJF's the AEW champion, and I and, and he kills it because I love MJF. I can't I can't stress that enough. I hope he stays with AEW. I would prefer him to stay in AEW, but they need to really heat up his title run and maybe a big part of that is punk honestly like if punk comes back and that's the next big feud for mjf but the difference is like like mjf needs to win that feud like you can't see a punk come back and beat mjf for the title yeah, you can. Yeah, you like, can. oh my god dude don't yeah, even don't even oh don't even put that out there well, oh my I think god great put the belt back on punk nothing has gone wrong when cm punk's been the world champion nothing it's been great. Yeah. All of his reigns have been fantastic. What's your favorite CM Punk title defense? I'm trying to think of... Has he ever actually defended the... Well... Did, you're just sitting there staring at me. I can't know if you're frozen or not. Oh, no, you're not frozen? Well, I know the second time he didn't defend it because he, like, obviously brawl out. But before that... Did he never defend it before that either? I legitimately can't remember. Can you can you say something? <laughs> no, he never actually defended. He never defended. He, he won never, it. Yeah, right. yeah, he won it from Hangman. Broke his foot. He came right. back and he faced Moxley in the unification match. And got mur- lost got that. murked. Yeah. yeah, and he had and like the, he the trios it. match with the FTR. What it like? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then he won it at All Out and then never defended it because everything that happened. That's right. That. So yeah, he's, he never technically defended the title. That's wild. That's Two-time wild. champion, zero title defenses for CM Punk. Rules. Absolutely rules. Put the belt on him for a third time. Go for it. Let him anchor both of these shows. Oh, I'm all in on CM Punk. All in. Hope he shows up at the end of the show this Sunday. Double or, double or nothing on CM Punk. Yeah, I'm I'm with it. Uh, the rest of the card for Double or Nothing, we're not going to run through and give match by match thoughts here. But what else stands out to you on this show? Um, I think Adam Cole and Chris Jericho is going to be really good. It was pretty pretty random that Sabu was involved. I was like, what? So weird. 
I was like, oh, I was like, oh, here comes Kyle O'Reilly. Maybe, maybe Bobby Fish is somehow somehow getting back in the mix here. And then, uh, bring out Sabu. And then <laughs> Sabu came out, and I was like, dude, I marked out a little bit because you know I'm 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 an old school ECW fan, you know. But um, <clears throat> that was so random. Um, but uh, I, I like that match, and for the record, I think Adam Cole will win that one. Um. Uh, I think Jade and Ty Valkyrie will be really good. I think it's going to be better than the, ma- the last match they had. And there's more doubt in whether or not uh, Ty will win because she can use the road of Valhalla in this match, which is, for people who don't know, uh, that's the same move as Jaded. So like, they both have the same finisher. And that, that, that could make for like an interesting kind of finish in this match, in, in my opinion. Um, Other stuff I'm really looking forward to. Honestly, outside of that, I mean, I think everything's going to be good on this show. All the AEW pay-per-views, I, I honestly believe if you if you consider yourself a fan of professional wrestling, you need to watch the AEW pay-per-views. Even if you don't watch the weekly show or even love AEW, I think you really need to watch their pay-per-views. Um, but of course, you know, Anarchy in the Arena, that'd be the other like big one, of course. Um, another thing I'll say, if I, it, I would definitely have Christian Cage beat Wardlow in this ladder match. Um, like I'm just gonna put that out there. I like I don't think he will. My official prediction is probably gonna be I, it, my official prediction for Wrestle Rumble if it's on there is gonna be Wardlow, but um, there's something just missing big time with Wardlow. It feels like and like He's Christian's actually, uh, well, damn, that's not really helping. It feels like, um, but like Christian's been a great heel. Like, you know what I mean? I actually, it isn't even, it's a combination of like Wardlow just isn't hitting for me. And like Christian is like hitting way more than I expect him to right now. So, um, so yeah, I mean, what, like, what, and I, I think like the battle Royal is going to be fun. Like I think orange Cassidy will somehow retain over 21 people in that. Good. Um, yeah. What, what about you? I know I just kind of like went over most of like the big stuff, but anything else like really stand out to you? Well, yeah, Anarchy in the Arena is the thing I'm most looking forward to. I didn't think the big go-home segment last night was that great. You know, where's Kenny Omega and all this? Um, and the Callus stuff is still kind of lingering out there. I imagine Callus gets involved somehow. Maybe Takeshka gets involved somehow. Not sure. Uh, but that's still a lingering, lingering plot point that they have to continue or tie up or just address in this story so i'm looking forward to that and then just i like most of the guys in the match um I like all the guys in the match actually i don't say most um i like all the guys in the match the the environment just the the gimmick that they do is gonna be really good i'm interested to see what music they play i don't know if they go back to wild thing uh to play during this i don't know if they have a, another song uh you know i don't know queen i i mentioned uh like we will rock you might be a song that they play uh, if, if they can get the rights to a queen song there um so yeah, yeah. I, i'm looking forward to anarchy in the arena the rest of the show like there's there's some good stuff i think tony storm might win the the women's title because sean kind of mentioned that jamie Hayter might be a little bit more injured than uh i think aw was hoping for so tony storm could um potentially win the title there and that would set off a, a few things to uh continue the originals and the outcasts feud so so there's that the the rest of the card christian ward though is a interesting one i'm not mad at like christian winning Arn, i don't know if he was hinting at something or if he was just like four there's four days isn't that ironic four is, is he just like making a horseman reference for the sake of making a horseman reference or is that a hint 
that something else is coming and they are going to do some type of like horseman thing. Not sure. Yeah. It, it feels like, yeah, it feels like the four horsemen thing. They could have easily done that at like the beginning of AEW, and it would have made like a ton of sense. Cause you had, there was that, and there was that story right at the beginning of AEW that involved like FTR and the elite and Cody and like all these guys and hangman, like what sides were they really on? And like, and like, remember like hangman and FTR had like their thing going and like, um, and I feel like around then that would have made a lot of sense. Like you had Arn Anderson, you had Tolly Blanchard. You could have done like Cody, FTR, and MJF or something. Like that could have been your like four horsemen when they when AW started or something like that. Now it feels like it would be a really watered down, like lame version of the four horsemen. Like if it's Wardlow, Arn Anderson, and like who'd you add to this to even make it interesting? You know what I mean? Like Sean Spears. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. We redo the, the because they tried it with the pinnacle that was pretty much like their yeah. attempt at like a four horseman type thing and it totally flopped uh kind of saying like lance archer he's aligned with jake i don't know tolly's gone um not sure there, there's some weird stuff like i don't know why the hardy it, it's matt jeff and uh isaiah, isaiah cassidy, cassidy against the the yeah. firm like why is that match on this card <laughs> why isn't keith and swerve on this they're in the battle royal I believe I hope I hope Orange Cassidy doesn't lose the title in this battle royal. Like when Orange Cassidy eventually loses this title, it should be a big deal, not because he got tossed over the top rope in a battle royal by somebody. Like it should be by pinfall. I, I don't like when Reigns like this end on, and this is what I'm kind of worried about when it comes to to Jade Cargill. I don't want this Reign to be cheapened uh, with a a weird loss off of like oh jade calls somebody out and then they just beat her after she's wrestled five times or something like that like i don't need any of that i want clean victories here yeah when i think that orange cassidy like i i expect him to retain unless like this is just a big cop out of like getting the belt off of him without having him really lose which i guess could be the case but the way i really see it is more the whole story with him is that he just he's he's getting beat down week after week after week and like after his match when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Matches. I love his interviews where he's talking to Renee and she's just like, I need to sit down. <laughs> just like, I'm so tired right now. Um, he's like, eventually someone's going to get him. It's good. The feeling is like, and I think this is going to be part of that is so dude somehow overcame 21 people and he is just beat at the end of this thing. Like the next time we see him wrestle, maybe he barely gets by another few defenses, but eventually he's just going to be so worn down that someone's going to get him. And 
Um, I think that's the right way to do a story like this and a title reign like this. When when you were someone like Orange Cassidy and you get into, you know, 20 something title offenses or whatever, then it's like, that's the whole point of like a real champion. It feels like not the whole point, but like, you know, if this was like a real sport, it'd be, you know, seeing out like, you know, Michael Jordan three Pete, you know, in the NBA. And then like, eventually some like another team's going to eventually win. You know, when someone finally beats Jordan, well, he just retires. Well, right, for, well, I guess for him, he just retired. That's a good point. That was a bad example. But, um, uh, I mean, in MMA, like Demetrius Johnson, it took like forever for him to lose. Henry Cejudo finally did it. And then the next thing you know, Henry Cejudo is like winning multiple championships, you know, triple C, they, you know, whatever. Like that might not be the best example either, but you know what the point is. Like it's a long, it's someone who's been the, been the established champion for a long time. Orange Cassidy, you know, 20 something reigns or whatever in he gets to, and then eventually someone just has a better night than he does. And Orange Cassidy's beat down and beat up. And like, now it's time for someone else to, to take that title and go on a run. So um, but, uh, and actually, you know, I saw, um, Ace, Ace Shock. I've actually mentioned this on the weekender before. I like this a lot. War Horseman managed by Arn Anderson. I love that idea. I love Anthony Henry and JD Drake. And I think they should get a massive push at some point. I love they're being used in ring of honor. Um, I could, and something like that could work. If you did Arn Anderson, JD Drake, Anthony Henry, Wardlow, but then you'd have to have like a real centerpiece, because Wardlow still, to me, seems like the 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 Arn Anderson of a group like that. Like you know, they still need the the Ric Flair of that group. Um, I don't know who a that heel, is. Heel, a heel, Jack Perry. Jack Perry is the Ric Flair. That's not a terrible idea. Um, Jack Perry doesn't have the same kind of mic skills, of course, but like he's got the like, um, the like the girls want him factor. You know what I mean? Like, um, like Rick did. Um, imagine Jack Perry cutting Ric Flair promos. <laughs> it would—he'd sound so strange. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Let us know in the chat who you, who y'all think would be kind of the best Ric Flair in a group like that. I like the idea of like of the War Horseman, Wardlow, Arn Anderson, and, but you have to have you'd have to have that 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 big centerpiece of that group as like the singles kind of leader of it. Um. I actually think I, I don't think that he he's a baby face now, but someone like Ricky Starks would be uh, would be great. Yeah, there. something like that would be would what I think would work. I honestly think there's more there's more money in Ricky as a heel than a baby face anyways, honestly. Yeah, um, I get um, Yeah, that's a good that's a good call. I mean, there, I'm sure we could come up with some more people, too, if we sat here and thought about it for a while. Um, but uh Dilo Diggs has a super chat. It says, do you guys think that the MJF promo after Double or Nothing made the expectation on the title reign seem lackluster? The promo where he begged Tony Khan to fire him, like that promo. I don't know um, if that, I don't really, uh, I don't I don't really tie those two things together when it, can, it comes to his, his title reign. Because he came back and then, I mean, the expectation was going to be there regardless. I think the expectation took a hit when CM Punk, they couldn't capitalize on that. And then they they had to go into the Moxley program. And then the Moxley program was a little all over the place because Regal was leaving. And they did the, the weird thing with Regal where he turned, but they didn't fully get to... And I thought MJF was the most despicable man in the world when he took out uh, William Regal. But the follow-up to that just wasn't 
great because it felt like Moxley should have cared a little bit more about all that. Instead, Moxley just kind of went off and did nothing. And then Blackpool Combat Club was disjointed with Danielson until MJF did beat Danielson. And then now Blackpool Combat Club is back on track. I think that it got it got messed up just off of the CM Punk stuff. I think Punk and MJF, with the way MJF returned, with the history of Punk and MJF, could have been a great first feud and could have been um could have really capitalized on everything could have tied together a lot of things off that mjf promo where he begged tony khan to fire him instead punk called him a child called a bunch of people children and what happened happened yeah yeah so yeah i'm not yeah with yeah well, well i'm fine uh, is there any other like predictions or anything you want to throw out there for the paper and we just got another uh yeah. super chat actually what theme song do you want to replay Lube during Anarchy in the Arena match? That's right. Dude, you mentioned uh, We Will Rock You uh, possibly playing. I like that idea. I'll always associate that with D2, the Mighty Ducks, though. That's always, that's like, the, that's, that's, that's a D2 type beat, as far as I'm concerned, is, uh, is uh, We Will Rock You by Queen. But, um, but yeah, because last time, was it Wild Thing that just like played over and over and over again? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, yeah, that's funny. Thanks for the super chat, Johnny. Somebody mentioned um, Welcome to the Jungle. That was in our chat yesterday on In the Weeds. Uh, somebody mentioned Welcome to the Jungle. I feel like a Guns N' Roses song cost a penny or two there. I don't know if they want to want to play that. What if Tony gets Final Countdown? That's what should play. It should. I feel like he's going to save that for like some giant Danielson if they ever get it. I mean... See, yeah. I don't think Wayward Son is a good... Let's all start a... a uh, a barroom brawl fight. <laughs> have you have you that just reminded, have you seen Dirty Work with Norm Macdonald and and Artie Lang and those guys from back? In if the day? I have, it's been a it's been a very long time. Oh my god, there's a classic scene. Someone in this chat surely has seen that movie. Chris Farley's in that, and I think it's the last movie Farley did before he died. And there's a scene in there where Norm Macdonald and um and Artie Lang go into the uh go into this bar and they have to like they have to get in a bar fight with all these like frat dudes like they're like you know grown men and they have to get in this bar fight with this whole fraternity and and chris farley is at the jukebox he's like hell yeah and someone's like you know you gotta play the right song for this brawl and he's like hell yeah fight song rolling stones f7 and he hits the button without looking and hits f8 and you just hear like, if you like pina coladas, you're getting drunk in the rain. And like, you see all these people fighting each other. And like, that's what's playing in the background. Um, and I, that's like, just reminded me of that is like, if you played some, like, you play the wrong music and they're all out there in this anarchy arena match, just, just the way, like, that's how like Wayward Son would sound like to me is like, people would be like, this is the, this is the wrong vibes for this. Um, so yeah, if there's any Dirty Work fans in there, RP Norm McDonald, um, and RP Chris Farley. The the wife says Dirty Work is a very good film. So it's fantastic. Fan of, she she has suggested uh Ballroom Blitz to to play. Um Ballroom Blitz. Yeah. I I go kid rock, ball with the ball. Only two things <laughs> you hit you hit in the floor and kid rocks, hit single, ball with the ball. You got that uh-huh. queued up. That's what should play. A limp biscuit song. I know you oh, that would, break oh, stuff. Sorry. Come on, if they play break stuff. That would be that's the move. That's the Tito Ortiz's old theme song. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, I know. I right. just I put that out there. But yeah. Um, and, and by the way, y'all, if you keep putting Russell Rumble in the chat, we see y'all. Um, we're adding everyone to a list at the end of the show. Three people are going to get their names chosen to get a free Russell Rumble entry for Night of Champions and for um, Money, or sorry, Night of Champions and Double or Nothing. Um, three people are going to win entries to both of those contests. So uh, please keep putting Russell Rumble in the chat. We'll pick a winner at the end of the show. And I'll say it right now in case people tune out by the end. If y'all have until uh, Friday night after SmackDown to email or to uh, to DM me to get your entries, because we had some people, we had one person, I think, not reach out last week. Like I said, someone won a hundred bucks. So like, if you win here, we want you to get your entries. So you have until Friday after SmackDown to DM me to get your entry. Okay. Um, anyway, let's move on, Jeremy. I need to finish the story. In the WWE, the story never finishes. The story is not finished between Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Brock broke his arm on Monday. He attacked him backstage, and then he beat him up some more on the ring. And then Triple H, at the end of the show, went to him and was like, you're hurt, man. I want you doing this. Don't be stupid. Cody's like, what would you do, Hunter? Wrestling with a torn quad. Would you go out there and wrestle, or would you take this time off? And Triple H says, I'm just looking out for you. Cody said, I'm going to be a United Champion. I'm going to fight him. And we're getting Cody and Brock Jensen. And as the Cody Rhodes defender, the spokesperson for Cody Rhodes for the entire wrestling media, what are your thoughts on Cody Rhodes facing Brock Lesnar once again? Well, I'll say it wasn't ideal seeing him get his ass kicked so badly on my birthday. That kind of that was kind of rough. <laughs> um, you know, tough day. I saw that on my, on my birthday that happened, and uh, and the Lakers got eliminated from the playoffs. I saw hey, you and SB three, yeah, rough rough times for for y'all's birthdays. They the Lakers lost on SB 3s birthday, and the Lakers got eliminated right. on SB 3s birthday or well, on, on your birthday. birthday. Yeah, 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 exactly. I um. Um, yeah, not, not ideal. Um, I get what they're trying to do, I guess, but is there, I can't remember who I saw tweet this. I've seen actually a lot of people tweet a version of this tweet. So like, I'm not sure it's pretty, but it's how a lot of people think, I think just is, is it WWE's impression that we're only interested in Cody if he's hurt? Like, is that, is that like on their honest opinion of like, we're only behind him if he's injured because like, that wasn't. Well, because that wasn't the case going into WrestleMania. Like, he won the Royal Rumble, and he was back from injury, and he was healthy. And he was more over heading it. He was more over during the WrestleMania main event than he's ever been. And then they had him lose. But, you know, for some reason, I think they have it in their head that, like, we people are only going to get behind him if he's, like, injured or has, like, some giant adversity where, it, where the reality of it is we just want to see, like, a new, like, cool, like, winner. Like just like a new face of the company, like a new, like we it doesn't need to be in person. It just needs to be something new, and that and that like you're gonna stick with it's gonna work, you know. He's out there doing like all the make a wishes now and stuff. Like Cena's not around. Like he's like the guy for that, you know. Like I, it just feels like you don't need the adversity. Just have him be a winner. <laughs> like it's, it's you don't need all this. So I get the, uh, I get I. I, to a degree, I appreciated the thing between him and Triple H because 
if they hadn't have done that, then like we would have been talking about it on the show and been like, what kind of world are we living in? We're like Triple H isn't letting Cody do this, but Triple H finished the match with the Torn Quad, you know. And I know that Danielson dealt, dealt the same thing when he was there. Yeah. Apparently, him and him and Triple H got in like an actual altercation when Triple H stopped his match. I think it was with Randy Orton uh, yeah. years ago. And Danielson had the same kind of stuff to say, but like backstage and was like, what the hell, man? Like you of all people was going to tell me I can't finish a match. Um, so I like that they put that out there. Um, but at the same time, I mean, Cody's taking the L in Saudi Arabia. I hate to say it. I'm still going to, I'm going to predict Cody and wrestle. Rumble Not if you go biased. see Joey Chestnut. Not if you go see Joey Chestnut on Saturday. I need I, That's a good call. I need to go find Joey. I go find Joe Chestnut. I might, I might be able to get Cody a W in Saudi Arabia. Um, but my, I mean, I'm too biased to not pick Cody in Russell Rumble. If that's a, if that's a, 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 a question on the thing, which I'm assuming it will be. Um, I mean, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to pick Cody, but I mean, I just think they're going to, they're going to have the, the, the only silver lining here in the back of my mind is, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. Cody beat Seth three out of three. So like maybe, he can do that same to to, to, to Brock because, like, we know it'll be Brock and, and Cody again at SummerSlam. And my thing is, <clears throat> you need to make Cody look as strong as humanly possible. And if that includes beating Brock Lesnar three times, that includes beating Brock Lesnar three times. I just I think it's just more likely that Brock's going to win in Saudi Arabia. But then you have Cody has to win at SummerSlam, and he has to win convincingly. If I'd ha- like I said before, I'd have him tap out Brock. I, for, there was like a short time on the indies, I remember, I think in New Japan as well, where Cody was using like a like a version of the figure four as a finisher. It was kind of like an inverted figure four. Um, I think he needs to like establish like a submission finisher. And I would have him, he needs to like definitively make Brock tap out at SummerSlam and then go on to beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania next year. That's probably like how long it's going to take. But um there's a lot that can change. And Cody could get hurt again. Bra- I mean, there's so much stuff that can happen between now and then. But my my guess is they did all this. So, like, Cody's, you know, super. And here's the thing. When Cody fought Brock the first time, he had the advantage because Cody, you know, beat up Brock with a chair and stuff before the bell rang. This one, Cody's going into it with, like, a broken arm or whatever from the Kimura. So, Brock's at the advantage. So, I think Brock will win. Will win and then they'll both go into it more so at like a hundred percent in the, in the trilogy fight. And once again, that's where Cody really needs to win if they're going to try to salvage this thing. But um, what's your prediction, Jeremy, do you think that uh, Brock wins in Saudi Arabia? I think Brock should beat him in about five seconds in Saudi Arabia. This man has a broken arm. I don't need this forced adversity that he, he broke his arm and then he still wins. Don't, don't need it. I saw the adversity with seth and the torn titty and he Mm -hmm. won that match which i kind of questioned i thought maybe seth should have won that match because cody was Mm going to be on the shelf and everything but okay at least that was real adversity that they tried to pretend that didn't exist because they needed him to overcome more adversity and that's why he lost at wrestlemania this is forced adversity of is a broken arm from brock lesnar and now he's gonna i assume lose this match I assume lose. And if he's going to lose, he should lose very quickly. He'll put up a fight. No, just beat him. Just beat the guy. I think I think wrestling companies get way too in their head of let's try to 50-50 stuff. And, and let's try to make people look strong 
in defeat. But then there's no follow-up plan when they do that and they try to look strong in defeat. So, oh, Cody, he's gonna go, he's gonna go 50-50, and it's gonna be a he's gonna put up a fight with a broken arm. Look how valiant of an effort this is. Well, it's a more valiant effort when he comes back and he eventually beats Brock Lesnar, which I assume is gonna happen if he just gets his ass kicked in this match. Because then, you know, when he is healthy, it's like, oh, look at it. Cody when he's healthy if he can put up a fight with one arm then yeah I buy that he can beat him when he's healthy if he gets his ass kicked with one arm then even when he's healthy I'm like oh can he beat Brock what's gonna happen can he actually like even can a healthy Cody Rhodes still beat Brock Lesnar if he's healthy and he can't attack him before the bell and he doesn't beat him up with the chair before the bell can he beat Brock there's a little bit of doubt there so just beat guys it's okay it's okay to just beat guys. Yeah. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen to Cody, but I can see, I can see it, you know, and, and rip his arm off and beat him over the head with it is what Brock <clears throat> should do to Cody. Like, I really don't want to see Cody tap either, but like, I feel like he's going to grab him by the arm and like, that's going to be, he's going to come more. And... What if he doesn't tap? Know. What if here, here, what, here's what happens. Shit. What if he doesn't tap? What if he puts him in the Kimura and he's in it for probably way too long. He doesn't tap or anything. And the referee just decides to stop it. The referee stops it. And then Cody has the out. And then Cody can complain that, oh, why did the ref stop it? He's yelling at Triple H. Why did you tell the ref to stop it? Maybe, you know, maybe Triple H even says, like, I told the ref to stop it. I'm just looking out for you. And then he can yell at Triple H with no actual payoff because Triple H can't wrestle. And then he can do that. And then it's all revealed that Triple H hired Brock Lesnar and was the hired gun for all of this, which people are are kind of theorizing. This Cody stuff, man, I got to be honest with you, Jensen, ain't good. I ain't a fan of any of it. He should have won. He should have won at Mania. And it should have gone from there. And now everything just feels like a letdown. It feels very forced. I ain't a fan of what they're doing with Cody. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, I mean, they, they did this to themselves. I mean, because this all should just be with Cody as the champion. Like, if Cody's the champion, the same exact story is happening. It's completely different because... Yeah, then Brock now win the title. Well, or you're, like, fearing right now, like, holy cow, like, Cody's reign's about to be over. Like, this, he's only had the belt since WrestleMania, and, like, this is a humongous threat to his title. And then also, that story makes a lot more sense, too, of, like, if Triple H hiring brock as like a hired gun to take down cody doesn't that make a lot more sense if he if that's like taking the belt off of cody like cody's the champion and the mission is get the belt off of cody because of what this guy did when he left or you know however they want to present it on tv whatever version of that they want to put out there like but without the title all this just means so much less so yeah just is what it is i agree with you and i agree with everyone i think everyone would like i think even cody Rhodes haters would agree that like this was all the wrong move. So, so stupid. Even even AJ Styles, who's challenging for this this third title, is calling it a consolation prize. Like, like you said at the top of the show, like stupid. Even though even the wrestlers fighting for the title recognize how dumb this is. In fairness to AJ Styles, uh, the full quote. He look. He said what he said. Uh, the full quote was like, "Is it secondary? Yeah, like." give Roman with his belts and everything. And he said, our goal is to basically now prove it's not secondary once somebody wins it. And 
you know, that that has to be the goal. Is is it secondary right now? Yeah, it, it is. There's no other way around it. And there's no other way around it because not only was it introduced for the reasons it was introduced, this build hasn't been good either. Like the, the buildup of this, you have Rollins doing pre-tape promos because, hey, good on him. He got a spot in a Marvel movie. I ain't knocking the man for that. But he's doing pre-tape promos. AJ's doing weird segments with Grayson Waller. Uh, AJ's going to do whatever he's going to do on a taped SmackDown tomorrow night. But the fact that it's a taped show ain't the best look. There's been no interaction between AJ and Styles. There's been there's, there's been nothing. The, the title, the build for this prize doesn't feel like it's it's anything special. It doesn't feel like they are fighting for a big prize when it comes to Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. They want you to make it seem they want to make it seem that way because it's like AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, two of the best wrestlers we have in the company, two of the best wrestlers ever, world heavyweight title, big deal, big title fight. It's like a UFC fight of like, hey, here's a we got two champions. We got a champion and a number one contender, and they're fighting for this interim title or something. Yep. It's like, eh, this doesn't feel that big. Honestly, Dana, you can tell me this is a big fight, but this interim title don't feel all that special. Gotta gotta tell you, just doesn't feel like it. So that's what it feels like on here. There's no real terrible bad blood or anything like that. Not feeling this match. Will be great. It's AJ Styles, Seth Rollins. Gonna be hard for this to be bad. It's going to be good, but triple main event. Get excited. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot that they're also, yeah, they're labeling it a triple main event. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And I, and I think we both <clears throat> expect Rollins to win this title. So Roman wins it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he might as well. I mean, I'm not even kidding. Like it just, they shouldn't even be making this title to begin with. Like just, just admit this was a bad idea and just, just bail now before it even becomes a thing. Um, Roman, here's here's how you book. Roman wins the tag titles with Solo, right? He just goes ahead, he wins those, and then that that match is the first of the triple main events. Then you do Cody and Brock as a buffer because no one cares about that match, so that's a cooled out match. And then, and it's only gonna last five seconds anyway. It only lasts five seconds, and then Roman just stays out there for Cody and Brock, and he's just cackling as Brock destroys Cody is yucking it up with Heyman. He always just stays out there. He's got all his titles. He's got his two world titles. He's now got his two tag team titles. Him and Solo and Heyman are out there laughing as Cody gets beat up and everything. Cody gets held to the back and Roman's just point. <laughs> Seth and AJ come out. They have their match. It's fine. It's good and all this stuff. Seth wins. We'll say Seth wins. And then Seth is holding the title over there. He's he's celebrating big title. Maybe you do this pyro celebration that Cody didn't get at WrestleMania. Uh, you do maybe confetti or something. And then Seth sees Roman with all his titles. And then Seth is pointing at him and Roman's pointing at him. And then Heyman whispers. So they love that gimmick. Heyman whispers something in Roman's ear of like, winner take all right now. And then Roman gets the mic and he's like, no, you've been eyeing me. You've been eyeing these titles. What if we do winner take all? The wise man had a great idea. What if we do winner take all right now? And Seth is all fired up. He's like, yeah, let's go. Winner take all. The Roman just beats him in five seconds. He's got all these titles to close out Saudi Arabia. He's got all three of these world titles. He's got the tag team titles. Bring Gunther out. Have him beat. (laughs) Fly over Austin Theory. Get him beat as well. What other titles 
are there. Bring Carmelo. I know that I know he's defending that title on Sunday. Bring him over on Saturday to lose first, and then you ain't got no title match on Sunday at NXT. Yeah, yeah take out <laughs> Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair at the same time. Boom, yeah. win both those belts. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's get I mean, all these belts. I mean, you might as well. I honestly, I'm not even like I, I mean you might as well because it's it's the the prize of this whole thing should be somebody beating Roman Reigns. Dude, I'm terrified at this point. He's gonna wind up getting hurt or something. Like, and this there's just gonna be no payoff after all of this. It's just gonna be just no one's gonna wind up doing it. If it gets hurt, it's okay. He only wrestles once every three months. Like, as long as the injury ain't too bad, he could still come out there and cut promos and everything. That'd be fine. Yeah. Or like the fast franchise comes calling and they're like, hey, we need you. That'd be the best. Oh, could you imagine that would actually be the best way to get the titles off of Roman Reigns is the fast franchise. Vin Diesel is like, we need more family. And Roman is there. And then Roman just in the middle of the ring on Monday Night Raw is like, it's been good. It's been fun. But you know what? I'm on to other ventures. I talk about bloodline. You know what's thicker than blood? Family. And I'm going to go continue to support my family and join a new family because I'm part of Fast 11, y'all. And he just leaves the titles in the ring. And he just walks away and walks right into Fast 11, reuniting with Dwayne. John is there as well. We use first name basis here in the Fast family. Mm -hmm. And the titles are just in the ring. And they, however they decide him, who really cares about the titles at this point? It's all about Fast and Furious franchise. And then, no, no, I got it. I got it for you. I got it for you, Jensen. Okay? Okay. This is how Cody wins the belts. He leaves the belts in the ring, and then Roman walks away. And what's the first thing you hear is wrestling has more than one royal family. And Cody walks out, and he just picks up the belts. And Cody Rhodes, new... New champion. I'll, he I'll, did I'll, it, baby. I'll do you one better. It. I'll do you one better, Jeremy. Instead of Cody just picking the titles up, he sees the titles in the ring and he says, No, this isn't I don't I don't get down like this, Roman. I don't just I don't just accept handouts. We're gonna race for these titles. <laughs> race for the belts and the slips, baby. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, belts, belts and slips. <laughs> there you go. And the, the respect to the streets. Is there anything else from Night of Champions that I feel like we hit on? We hit on the triple main events, right? There's yeah. other stuff on this card. I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's gonna be any title changes or anything like that. Oscar should beat Bianca. That's my only thing. Um, I think Bianca's gonna retain in that one. I love both women though. I think Bianca is just so great as the champion though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop that if I was them. Um, yeah. As far as like just really quick predictions, I think that uh, I think that uh. Well, I like Becky versus Trish. That's interesting. Um, I think Becky will win. Um, I'm going to take Rio over Natalia and, ba- and Bianca over Asuka. I think both of them are, will retain. I think Gunther will retain over Mustafa Ali. Um, the real question, I, like, I, I'm going to take Cody, but I think Brock will win. Uh, and I'll take Rollins over Styles. The biggest, <laughs> the biggest question mark to me is the tag team match, the Owens and Zayn versus Bloodline uh, match where before last week i would have said owens and zane but then after we did our show last week i was like you made some pretty good points about roman winning the titles um give them all the belts yeah i prefer if they didn't do that but at the same time like i said they're at this point already where it's like screw it just you might as well um 
And I think it's an interesting story that you put out there of like Roman and Solo carry these things over to the Usos and they're like, wasn't that hard, guys? Like I like kind of like I like that. I like that idea of like, y'all couldn't do this. Okay. We're gonna keep that in mind, y'all. Me and Solo will just keep doing all the work over here. You know, like I I I, I like the idea of that story. And also it's not going to get any bigger for Sammy and Owens as a team than it was at WrestleMania. Like that was the big, the big moment, the big payoff. And had Cody won at WrestleMania, things are different because you'd have them as the tag team champions. Cody is the world champion. And you can continue on with them as like a kind of the team that they were heading into WrestleMania, all as champions now. And you can do a lot with that going forward. But since Cody didn't win, I feel like that story is just kind of like done. And, you know, Sammy got the big, pinned at wrestlemania and now there's really nowhere to go with this tag team and you might as well just put it back on the bloodline and this time just do it with roman and solo to create more stories amongst the bloodline because that's really the only story that matters in the company according to the company um so yeah i think that's what they'll do i think that i think roman and solo will just wind up winning roman roman and solo are gonna win and instead of being handed the tag team titles because eh, who cares about those Paul Heyman's going to hand Roman his 1,000-day shirt because that's what it's all about, baby. The 1,000 days and making that T-shirt. And that's the, what Roman is going to hold up. He's going to leave the tag title. Solo can hold the tag titles, whatever. Who cares about those belts? The 1,000-day shirt is what matters. Yeah, I just saw they released some shirt with him with like a goat head on it. it oh, terrible. yeah, we talked about that on In the Weeds. It was really, fantastic. Yeah, weak as hell. I don't know if I still have it here. I do. Here it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at that. There we go. That is a bad t-shirt. <laughs> Life's not fair and still. <laughs> rules. Absolutely rules. He should just he should just take out. Here's a good bit. Every time Cody gets laid out, which is a lot because he's a dork and he just beat up on every show, Roman should just like walk by him and just lay that shirt on him and then move on. It's like he like salt poppy is the shirt onto him. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a Dave Chappelle bit. Oh, he's like sprinkle some crack on him. Just oh yeah, throw the, throw the shirt on him. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, let's uh, guys leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. By the way, we have uh, we're getting a bunch of entries here. So leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat if you have not already. We will put your name into a drawing. We'll draw three names, and if you win, you get free entries into. WWE Night of Champions pick them and AEW Double or Nothing pick them. You can contact Jensen once that is all settled. Um, that'll run. We'll, we'll run that drawing just before we do our interview with Cresta. So leave Wrestle Rumble in the chat. Look at free entry and a chance to win over $500 in prizes. So there you go, everybody. All right, let's move on to our other spotlight. Our product is what it is. We're going straight up the middle. Impact Under Siege is tomorrow night. It'll be, I guess, headlined by Steve Macklin against PCO. We have Trinity and Giselle Shaw on the show as well. I think maybe, and, actually, you know what? What yeah, probably Grace will Perrazzo will probably main event. Yeah, Grace, yeah. yeah. Jordan Grace, Diana Perrazzo for the Knockouts Championship will most likely headline. And it should. We have Trey Miguel and Chris Sabin for the X Division title. Uh, the, the tag team titles, we have Subculture, uh, Flash Morgan Webster, and Mark Andrews against Ace of Bays. Uh, Chris Bay and Ace Austin. And there's a lot of uh, Nick Aldis and Kenny King is on this show as well. So Impact Under Siege uh, is on Friday night against a taped SmackDown. What's sticking out to you on the show, Jensen? Dude, this is a, this is a good card. Um, 
Like I'll say, I'm really not that excited for Macklin versus PCO. Like I think Macklin works his ass off, and I think PCO is great at like the things that he does. I just not like necessarily looking forward to that match that much. Although it's an ODQ match, which is like it will be really good because both guys thrive in that situation, especially PCO. In all honesty, PCO kind of needs that situation for it to be like really interesting at this point because like that's the stuff you want to see PCO do. Um, and Macklin's super versatile; he can do whatever. But he's all he's proven in like monsters ball matches and stuff like that at impact but like he he can go in these kind of scenarios too um so i think it'll be good i'm just you know i think it's like super obvious obvious you know that macklin's gonna retain there um i think that Prado and jordan grace is gonna be really really good um i like the idea i think i talked about on this show before i like the idea of eventually them doing Prado versus macklin for the world title i think that would be really interesting um but i also want to see jordan grace in the world title mix and there's a stipulation in this match with Perrazzo that if Grace loses, she can't challenge for the knockout title as long as Perrazzo has it. So if they can figure out a way to make Jordan lose against Deanna in this match without like hurting Jordan too much to where they could rebound her and like get her in the world title picture soon after this, I like that idea. Um, Cause I do expect Deanna to retain. Um, but I love Jordan. So like if Jordan's not going to be the knockout champion, you got to get her in the, in the world title mix or the X division title mix or something. Um, uh, I mean, all these matches look really good. In all honesty, I think the best match of the whole show is going to be um, Ace Austin and Chris Bay versus um, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. Subcultures are a really, really good team. Um, I, I think that those guys were like really underused in the WWE system, um, especially because, you know, I covered NXT UK for the weekend or for, for years. So like, um, and Mark Andrews was a guy I was familiar with pre WWE because like, he had like a TNA run. I remember and stuff before that. And, um, I think flash Morgan Webster is like super underrated just like overall. Like I think those two guys are both really, really good. And they'll have Danny Luna in their corner. Um, so I think that's going to be, and I, everyone knows how highly I think of Ace Austin and Chris Bay, both of those guys, especially like within impact wrestling. So, that I think is probably going to be the best match of the night. Either I, I think either the best match is going to be um, Ace of Bays versus Subculture or Gianna versus Jordan. One of those two matches will probably be the best match of the night. But the rest of this stuff is really, really good. It, this is a good card, especially for that this not being one of their like big four pay per views. Like this is a this is a good this is a good card. It is it is a good card overall. I'm looking forward to uh, Diana and Jordan Grace. The most that they had a good match last time. Um, well, Rebellion. Rebellion was the last. I think that was show. the last time. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh gosh. When, when Diana. Actually, no, I reviewed it for. Five hard to kill. I, oh, was hard, hard to kill. Wait, was okay. it? I now now I'm all screwed. I can't remember. I'm the worst person ever at remembering what name yeah, and what pay per view happens in which month. I'm so bad at that. Unless it's like WrestleMania that happens at the same time every year, and I've been watching it for thirty years. I'm so bad at remembering what happens when. Um, I think it was hard to kill, though. No, it was Rebellion. Uh, I reviewed the damn show. Now you're confusing me. It was Rebellion. I was correct. I was correct. It was Rebellion. And then Jensen jumps in with, uh, no, I don't think so. And then I confuse myself. Just listen to me. I review all the big four shows. (laughs) I just can't remember which one's which. Everybody (laughs) listen to me. It was Rebellion. Um, So they had a good match at Rebellion. I expect this to be even better because of kind of the stipulation that grace can't really challenge if she loses this match. So I expect the, the sense of urgency to be extremely high. And this, um, I think Deanna's going to win 
And then we'll see what they do with Jordan. If she maybe takes some time off, if she does go to the X division and, and goes after potentially Trey Miguel, if she goes up to the world title picture, because they they've mixed that before they've probably, they've got good reason to, to try it again with the, yep. the talent they have and the knockouts uh, in the knockouts division. You know, we got the six way scramble for the number one contendership as well. It's possible Gresham wins that. And then you maybe do something with grace and, and, um, Grace and, and Gresham going for the world title type of thing. Like there, there's a mixture there of Grace, Gresham, Perrazzo, Macklin that's very possible and could align coming out of this pay-per-view in some some way. And that could mean Jordan winning the knockouts title as well. So that's maybe something to keep an eye on. Uh, Trinity having her first live match because the match against Kylan King was uh, was taped and I don't think they edited it. Or anything, but it'll be her her first like live match on, on pay per view. Very interested in that against Michelle Shaw. Um, Nick Aldis, you know, Nick Aldis confronted Macklin at the after Macklin won the title. He's facing Kenny King. Seems like they're gonna you know kind of continue to heat up Nick Aldis and probably move him into a title picture at some point. I would assume heading into at least Slammiversary. I know there's there's going to be at least one show. I, I, they have the June show before Slammiversary, so I they'll probably continue to just keep Nick Aldis hot until then. And then, yeah, you mentioned the tag team match. That should be great. I expect Ace of Base to retain, but that's probably a show stealer of a match. And look, Chris Saban and Trey Miguel is going to be really good too. So I'm, it's a good card. Yeah, good card. really good card. Really good card. I'll be checking that out tomorrow night. Impact. Impact Plus, everybody. We will have a post-show review. I believe Joel and Cresta are doing the post-show for Impact Under Siege. So everyone can watch that as well. And they got the post-show tonight after Impact, um, along with the ROH post-show. I'm going to give a big motherfucking shout-out. Big motherfucking shout-out uh, to a man that Nick Gage does not like. And that is Matt Cardona, who won the House of Glory championship. And then it was announced House of Glory is going to be on Premier Streaming Network, which absolutely rules because I mentioned this a little while ago when they did Loki versus Kenta and like it wasn't available to watch. We had to watch a fan cam version of the match. I need House of Glory streaming. Some shows are on fight, but then some shows weren't on fight. Now they're going to be on Premier Streaming Network. Um, you know that they're they're building up a, a good a good um, word I'm looking for uh, library of, of content there for Premier Streaming for premier streaming network. So now they're going to have house glory. Matt Cardona wins another championship. And then he lost to Cole Radrick on Sunday. So I guess Cole Radrick is technically the house of glory champion, the linear champion here. <laughs> yes. Shout out to the homie Cole. Um, I saw you got your picture with him. But, uh... I drove, I drove two hours just to get a picture with Cole Radrick. That was the only reason I went there. Yeah. He finally posted our picture in like the comments of that. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. good guy. Um, yeah, but yeah, Matt Cardona won the uh, the Hog Heavyweight Championship over Jacob Fatu. Um, it was a, it was a good match. Like the finish was uh, was good. Fatu uh, was going for hit. So Steph Delander, of course, has been like Cardona. The two of them have had like a team on the Indies recently, and Delander got involved. Um, the referee got distracted and stuff, or, or like you know. You know how things happen when someone else gets involved in the match. Stuff gets a little wonky. Fachu winds up going up top, uh, does his like double jump moonsault off the top. And before he can actually jump, Cardona hits Fachu's legs out from under him. 
And then Cardona does his second rope radio silence. Or if you watch GCW, the sack rider, as, as Effie would call it. Um, and, uh, and and then pin Fatu to win the title. And Fatu had had that title for like over 200 days. So like um, big win for Cardona. Another, another you know, the guys out there collecting championships. And um, it's funny because Matt Cardona is a guy that as much as, you know, obviously I, wa- I watch more independent wrestling than I watch any other type of wrestling. And I honestly still, there's something about me. I still don't even consider Cardona like an indie wrestler. He still to me feels like just a mainstream wrestler who just like is doing indies to kill time almost. But by, I mean, I don't mean that by in a bad way, just because I always, I always feel like he's always on that brink of like, if WWE wanted him back, he like, you know, or like if you wanted to go back to WWE, I feel like the opportunity is there. If you want to go to AEW, it'd be there. He's done impact. He, he just feel like he has so many options. He can really do whatever he wants. Not to mention how successful the uh the wrestling major figure podcast is and like the the toy lines they have and it's like cardona is the man and it's cool as hell that he can do whatever he wants but it, it it's just still like a strange almost strange to me to see him pop up in like indie after indie after indie and not just like popping up and just like just doing a couple appearances he's popping up winning these championships and making like repeat appearances as like the face of these companies like you know and I think that's really, really cool. And he's doing independent wrestling a really big, not necessarily a favor because it's mutually beneficial for him as well. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's one of these things where I think years from now, we'll look back on this Cardona indie run and we're going to be like, wow, this is actually something really special he accomplished. Um, and this is just another piece of that. I mean, on top of everything he's already done, the GCW title, AIW titles, um, every everywhere he's been. Um, belt after belt after belt after belt. And now you can add the, uh, the House of Glory championship on top of that heading into this new streaming deal. By the way, this show was on Fight Plus. Like, you could watch this past yeah. one on Fight if you want to watch it. But if it's going forward on the premiere streaming, um, you know, that's probably smart. You know, they, they, they want, you know, Cardona's face on the whole thing of like, hey, this is our company and this is where you can watch it and this is our champion. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Matt Cardona. He's a guy who, like I said, I, I've, <coughs> I, I've felt like since, since the day he left WWE that he's been on borrowed indie time. But he's now at this point, he's like a couple years in, he's a staple of independent wrestling. And he's like, he's, he's a really, really important piece of, of the scene and uh, good for him for doing that. And like, he's totally reinvented himself since leaving the WWE a couple years ago. So, I mean, this is, I think he's, he's someone that, that wrestlers really need to look at and, 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 you know, uh, you know, take things from as, as far as like, you know, look at what he's doing. And it's like a blueprint of like, how to make money on independent wrestling, how to reinvent yourself, how to think outside of the box and, and how to like put, com- how to be willing to put, even if you're a really big star to like, not humble yourself, but like kind of put yourself in that spot of being like, I'm not selling out arenas like I was for the last decade plus, but I'm willing to go into a bar with 50 fans there and put on the same performance I would put on in front of 20,000 people in front of 50 people and show up and sign autographs and sell merch and, and be the face of these companies for, for these fans. I, I think that's really, I think that's really damn cool that Cardone is doing all that. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. And I don't know if he has interest in going back to WWE. He's mentioned of like, you know, I still want to do my, my podcast. I still want to do all these other things. If I'm going to go back, I, I don't, doesn't seem like he wants to be Zack Ryder or anything like that. We know Chelsea green is there, but also it just seems like he's happy. Just, work in the indies and everything. I mean, I saw him at yeah. GCW on Sunday. He goes out there, he does his match. He 
gives it his all in there, does his shtick uh, pre-match and everything, you know, telling Cole, hey, lay down for me, and then you can be the broski of the week. I got doctor's <laughs> notes. And then he's he, he does his match, and then he's immediately at the gimmick table, immediately yep. selling the merch and everything. Like, he's out here hustling. Bless him. Bless him for being uh, for working as hard as he does when it comes to the independent scene. Because, you know, we see it a lot of times with a lot of guys who get released by WWE. And they go about two ways. They either get back on the grind legally and illegally. And they, you know, keep keep hustling, making a living. Or they just kind of fade fade away. And it's unfortunate when you guys, there's expectations. Oh, the chains are off of them in, in WWE. It's going to be so great. And then it's just... Something doesn't click or they just don't feel like doing as much and what whatever happens to them happens to them. Whatever their reason is for not continuing on the way they do, that that's how it goes. With Cardona, he was somebody who just wasn't going to be complacent of like, okay, I'll just bide my time. WWE come calling back at some point. It's like, no, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to do what I can in these environments. So good on Matt Cardona. He's uh, doing well on the independent scene and you know, he's he's raised the stock and the profile of uh, a few companies. I think GCW is, is definitely one of them with uh, everything he brought and you know being a deathmatch king yeah. and the Nick Gage, which it seems like they might be setting up a, a second match yeah. between them, which needs to happen. It probably didn't happen a while ago, but Gage is wrestling about like once every six months at this point. So uh, uh, hopefully that happens soon. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely where it's heading. And like, just to your point, like when I was at GCW in Atlanta a few weeks back, or last, I guess it was last month on on four twenty one, I was, <clears throat> I've noticed like you know Cardona had his match and Gage came out there, and if I remember correctly, hit him with like some light tubes and stuff. And after the match, um, like in between matches, and this is what separates Cardona from like you know, not, not necessarily other wrestlers in GCW because a lot of them do this, but Cardona being the star he is on the indies and still being conscious to do these things. After all of that, I saw him and, and Seth Delander, they kind of like snuck off to like a part of center stage. I was kind of saw in the corner of my eye and they were, they had like Cardona's phone and stuff and they were filming like promos. The two of them were like, were like cutting promos on wrestlers in like a corner that they were using for like their YouTube and their social medias and stuff. And it's like Cardona's Cardona is the kind of guy who is optimizing every second he has at these events. Like if he isn't, if he isn't wrestling, he's either at his merch table or he's signing stuff or he's, or he's filming stuff. You know, it's just like, and I've seen him say that to other wrestlers too, straight up. I've, I've seen him tell, I've, I'm not going to pull the curtain back too much, but you know how it's like being at a GCW show that you've gone to one. You have pretty much like open access to like everything pretty much. Yeah. And like, yeah. and I've seen Cardona be like, I'm surprised there's not more people at these booths. Like, like he's like looking around, like why is there not people at their merch stands? Like I'm at the merch stand and like, why aren't other people at the merch? Like there's time to be at the merch stand right now. You know what I mean? So like, um, yeah, Cardona is just, he's, he's a guy that I think people really need to look up to as a blueprint of like how to really do this thing. Right. I, I mean, I agree. I'm, again, not to pull back the curtain too much, but you know, people told me like, "Yeah, Cardona's like, you need more merch, and <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, get out there, get more merch out there, start selling these merch." It's like, yeah, probably should. Um, so yeah, Cardona's doing good things. Number number thirteen in the PWI last year. Um, we'll see where it lands this year. All right, guys, last call for Wrestle Rumble. Put it in the chat. Have everybody collected so far, but last call. Get in here, get a free entry, potentially a chance to win. Uh, a free entry into the Wrestle Rumble. You get you get 
entries into Night of Champions and Double or Nothing. All right. So you get two entries into the events this weekend. You get or one entry for each event, I should say. Yes. So two chances to win, basically. Uh, and the prize for Double or Nothing is $500 for first place. And the prize for Night of Champions is $500 plus a WWE World Heavyweight title belt. So you know, those are good prizes right there. A chance to win some real money. And all you got to do is put Wrestle Rumble in the chat. And as Jensen has mentioned, we've had people who have won from our show before. Jake, I feel, has won a couple of times uh, off of that. But he won last time. Didn't didn't Dial F for Film win? Kogan, well? I... I he may have he gets he gets in a lot of the contests though because he watches a lot of the stuff that we do so like he he's got a lot of chances of free entries um there was somebody else that won a free entry from us last week um that was either from my because I do like the, the giveaways on Twitter as well so like um by the way follow me on Twitter y'all fight talk underscore I give these away I'll give another one away for um for double or nothing on Friday um and probably another one for night of champions on Friday too so um but but I, there was someone else came in fifth place that we gave a free entry away to last time. So, and so, you know, they, they paid out first through fourth, unfortunately for them, but that they won one spot away from money, you know? So a lot of our viewers and listeners and stuff who are winning stuff from us are either winning real money or coming super close to winning money. And it's for free just by watching our show. So we appreciate y'all. And our, and our, the, our people who watch this show are very smart because they do not listen to me and my half-baked ideas. They actually, they just go against what I say and like, all right, well, Jeremy's throwing out dumb stuff. So let me go against that. And that's how you win. Well, the funny, one of the funny thing is the dude who got fifth place in the last one, he DM me and he said, dude, I should have listened to you. I took Brock over Cody. Had he, had he, <laughs> take, had he taken Cody over Brock in that match, he would have won at least a hundred dollars. So. Well, pick Brock this week. All right. Don't be like Jensen is. I respect the loyalty of picking Cody. Brock's winning on Saturday. All right. All right. One more call. Um, Juggalo 505. Got you, Juggalo. 505 got in there last minute. Running with All the right. hatchet for the Juggalo army over here. Here we go. Let's spin. I'm doing a wheel thing here. Um, we're going to get three mm. names. The first one is Money Mark, regular viewer. Money Mark, we appreciate it. Money Mark, that is the first person who has won. Your name is now off the wheel. We will spin it again. Before, it was like a random thing, and then just I just picked the top three names. Now we got a, a wheel spinning. I should put this on uh, on the screen. And Juggalo is our second one. Ooh, right so Juggalo got, in, got in there. Yeah, there he is one. And our final winner is... As the wheel spins, it is... Dial F for Film. Kogan. Dial F for Film. Those are our three winners. So Money Mark, Juggalo, and Dial F for Film. Uh, contact Jensen. DM him. Shoot him a message. He will get you hooked up with the entries. Can you get entries into Double or Nothing and Night of Champions. Pick them. And if you didn't win, that's okay. Head over to WrestleRumble.com and you know pay pay $12 for the entry fee. And again, chance to win good prizes. Or follow, keep following Jensen on Twitter. He's doing giveaways. I know uh, a lot of our other friends are doing giveaways as well for Wrestle Rumble. So there's uh, plenty of ways to get a free entry. If you don't get a free entry, again, throw them, throw them $12 for an entry. Get a chance to win over $500 in prizes. And um, just for anyone new or, you know, the way that this works, as Jeremy mentioned, just DM me. I open my DMs. They're open on Twitter. Please. And I don't mean this to be rude. 
don't hit me up if I don't know you. Don't ask me for a job at Fightful through my DMs. Don't um, don't spam me with random stuff or like beg me for things. Um, I only open my DMs uh, to 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 you know to everybody for for the Wrestle Rumble. Um, um, now that said, <clears throat> you have until tomorrow night by the time SmackDown ends. Okay, just DM me at Fight Talk underscore F I G H T. T A L K underscore. So Kogan, I know how to. I can get in contact with Kogan either way because I he watches everything. Um, Juggalo and Money Mark, both you guys. If you're listening to this, please make sure to DM me, preferably like right now, but just before tomorrow night, before the end of SmackDown, because I just got to make sure to get these over to Russell Rumble so they can email you on Saturday morning, so you have time to to get your entries. Um, so that's all. Congratulations uh, to to Juggalo five zero five five zero five. Uh, to dial up for film, aka Kogan, and for Money Mark, y'all all won uh, a free entry for the Wrestle Rumble Pick'em Contest for Night of Champions and for Double or Nothing. Jensen, we're going to run our interview with uh, the great Cresta Star, who does the Impact Post Show with Joe Pearl. Uh, she's going to be on the AW Collision Post Show with Iridian and Riccino, which starts on June 17th. She's a big time on TikTok and Twitch as well, getting to a lot of fun stuff with Cresta. But by the time the interview is over, you'll be gone. So I will let you go ahead and plug everything you got to plug. Yes. So you're, you're able to to run the interview and everything with what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Okay. I just got to cool. go because Shawn Michaels is speaking. Oh, okay. Gotcha. The heart, the heartbreak kid. Understand. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hopefully he doesn't lose his smile. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Fightalk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can use uh, code Fightalk on independentwrestling.tv or IWTV.live. Appreciate when y'all use that code. Just lets the platform know that you're hearing about from me. And um, the spotlight, obviously, watch this every Thursday. Sometimes we're at 8.30 a.m. Usually we're at 9.30 a.m. Make sure to hit the subscribe button right here and the like button. And uh, listen to the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. It's every Sunday at FightfulSelect.com. This week, it may be on Monday. Um, It'll probably be on Monday because there's, like, with with the pay-per-views this weekend – the weekend is going to get lost in that mix. And then I also, I have work off on Monday anyway for the holiday. So I'll have time to just catch up on whatever I need to catch up on record on Monday morning. And so that'll probably be the plan for the weekender listeners out there. I'll probably do it on Monday this week, just because it would make a lot more sense to do it on Monday. Um, and also um, kind of somewhat of an announcement. I put it out there on my birthday to let some people know. Um, but if you were a fan of myself and Doug on the RVD Teeter for life, YouTube channel, um, if you remember him, he was a part of the Bill and Doug combo back at the o- the OG YouTubers, the uh, the uh, the TNA addicts. Uh, me and Doug used to do a show called Live Rounds. We put it on hiatus for a while. We will be returning next month on the RVD Tito for Life YouTube channel. It'll be uh, once again at 10 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday nights. So um, please join us over there. We'll have some more stuff as we kind of like get the ball rolling on that. But um, if you want to, you know, subscribe over there, we'd appreciate that for when the show returns. Uh, I think we're going to do the first week of June and we'll do weekly again. So um, check that out. Live rounds, RVD Tito for Life YouTube channel. It's the number four, RVD Tito for Life. So appreciate y'all and uh, appreciate Jeremy. Good seeing everyone in the chat. And yeah, I'm going to go uh, you know, rest for a minute before I have to talk to Take it. For like an hour straight. Take, take a little nap and then yeah, I'll go see go see the movie tonight. Maybe go see the fast machine. Ass. See if that's fast go see Fast X again. Dude, honestly, I would have rather seen the Mario movie two more times and see Fast X. But Steven Jensen's been fired, everybody. Tell him bye. You'll never see him. He'll be back.
There he is. Oh, no, I was just waving you. See and this channel uh, today, later on today, it will be her and Joel Pearl reviewing Impact, the go-home show for Under Siege. Then she will be reviewing Under Siege with Joel Pearl tomorrow night. And starting June 17th, she will be part of the AEW Collision post show we talked to Cresta about that we talked to her about just video games retro games her twitch channel talked to her about drag which i was a big fan of um talked to her about just wrestling in general a lot of impacts some AEW stuff as well uh how she just became a fan of wrestling and things like that so a very fun interview with Cresta star who is a big part of this channel we love Cresta she's fantastic first time i've like interacted with Cresta on screen so it was very fun getting to, to chat with her for about an hour about 55 minutes with this interview so cue that up right now here we go everybody the creator spotlight with cresta star okay everyone the creator spotlight here on the spotlight i'm still jeremy lambert that's still steven jensen and below us a name you know a face you're familiar with here on fightful she's one half of the impact post show and for she has to work with joel pearl every thursday she is one third of the upcoming aw collision post show with ricochino and Rydia, she's a Tic Tac star. She's Cresta star. Cresta, how are you doing? Ba, 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 ba. I'm alive, and that's more than I can answer for. How are you guys? How are you, Jeremy? How are you, Stefan? Stefan, Stephen. Your name yeah. always throws me off. It's Stephen, not Stephen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, that happens. That happens to that happens to so many people. Like Diamond Chic, Diamond, Diamond, Diamond Chic, Chic married you, Stephen. He yeah. did. That happens every now and then. Well, most people just call me Jensen to be fair. So, like, it's you know, it just is what it is. But yes. Good to see you, Cresta. Um, of course, I know Cresta through doing the Impact pay-per-view post shows whenever they have been, you know, every one, one I guess, four times a year is when I'm on there uh, talking to Impact with Cresta and Joel. So, yeah, good to have you back on here or back on here for the first time. But, you know, good to see you, Cresta. Excited. Happy to be here. Cresta, let's start with uh, an easy one. How'd you get started in wrestling content creation space or just content creation space in general? All right. So wrestling is a kind of a complicated story. I've been watching wrestling. There's pictures of me playing duck hunt with my diapers with the gun. And then in the background, you see the TV with WWF going on in the background. I stopped watching around, I want to say the ruthless aggression area era. John Cena literally just came out. He literally just did his promo with Kurt Angle. And then I had to go to work (laughs) and work lasted a very long time. If you know what I mean? Um, I started recently in 2018. Um, I had moved into my grandmother's old house and me and my little brother used to butt heads a lot. Cause you know, little siblings, they get on your nerves. What, what, that's what they're supposed to do. Um, I was hanging out in his room one day and he had on wrestling. He always had on wrestling. I ignored it, but it was a series of, you had it on, you had it on. And then he was playing, I think it was 2k 19 and he was playing somebody and their legs and their body was half in the ring and half outside. And I started dying laughing. He's like, you could watch this in wrestling. I'm like nobody's body's half inside the ring, half outside the ring. Then I started watching it and really money in the bank. 2019, 2018 is what did it for me. I believe that Ronda Rousey was challenging Nia Jax for not Ronda Rousey. Yeah, it was. It was Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey for the women's title and Alexa Bliss cashed in. I had never seen a woman like Nia Jax wrestle ever. The old, the biggest woman I ever seen was China. So to see Nia Jax, I was like, wait a minute. Hold on now. They got girls like this. And I was a Ronda Rousey stand when she was in UFC MMA. I always thought it was funny how she left and WWE was like, she got bored and came here. I'm like, okay, that's how it happened. But okay, let's go with that. I'm, I'm here for it. I like Ronda Rousey. So that's what really started. I started getting into all the characters, Baron Corbin on my TV every week, 
Roman Reigns before he was a heel. Do you remember that? Seeing them every week, and my little was like, yo, if you still like wrestling, buddy, have you seen Impact Wrestling? At first, I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I think they were doing their Wrestle House or whatever it was. It was it was too much, too much, too much, too much for me <laughs> at first. But now that I've been doing it and just uploading the reactions, I've been doing content creation for God knows for like 10 plus years, mainly in the video game space. I just started uploading the videos I would do for video games for wrestling, just recording it. And it took off from there. What really set it off was that people thought I thought that wrestling is real. Mm, okay. So you know what? Let's go with it. Let's go. If you think it's real, <laughs> then I think it's real. And if you think that I think it's real, well, I have a bridge to sell you in uh, Idaho. Come on, let's go. Like that's how that's it started. so funny. <laughs> so there's people that so you got a lot of attention for people thinking that you thought wrestling was real, and then you just like rolled with it. Yeah, like bro, I knew wrestling was fake when I was a kid. When Triple H kidnapped Stephanie McMahon, took her to Vegas, got married, and nothing happened. That's right. like, ain't yeah. no way, ain't no way, ain't no way. But I react so, I guess, viscerally. People are like, oh, my gosh, she really thinks this is real. And it's like, come on. I've I seen Big Boss Man get hung, show up to work next week. I've seen Paul Bearer <laughs> get uh, buried, show up to work next week. Come on now. But it's entertainment. Why not lose yourself in it? Quite literally. People have whole arguments over if Thanos really did the snap. And what about uh, Beverly Hills Cop? People will argue about things that aren't real. Let me argue about people that aren't real either. You really think Hulk Hogan's name is Hulk? His name is Terry. Right. Right. <laughs> That's in court. That's in court that they are two different people right there. Yes. Exactly. It's kind of oh, like when gosh. he says, I got kids. He's like, how many kids you guys? Like, how many tax write-offs can I get? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So what, what started you in like the video game content creation stuff and like what kind of games or like what type of content within video game uh, content creation? I used to be a huge slutty nerd, like played world of Warcraft. I don't, I don't, I used to say professionally, but I never was professional. I was just in like a server first guild being really sweaty. Um, but I would just upload League of Legends. I've been playing video games, like I said before, since like Duck Hunt. So it started off with World of Warcraft. We would do raids and I would um, stream my raids for people to see. But my PC at the time was dog. Um, when I got a new PC, it mainly switched over to League of Legends, RPGs, like Chrono Cross, Chrono Trigger, Legend of Dragoon, Mario RPG, stuff like I didn't get a chance to play when I was a kid. I got two brothers. You think I was using a Nintendo? <laughs> Wasn't happening. Um <laughs> And I don't know. I've just been streaming forever. I there. I remember exactly what started it. Matter of fact, I had a dumb ex boyfriend. Like, oh, you're a girl. You're on the internet. They'll just throw money on you. And I believed it. Mm. <laughs> the biggest scam. And um, I'm an attention whore. What can I say? I, I like to entertain people. That's why I do drag now. So that's that's actually. That's fascinating because like, so for people that don't know, she was using a lot of gamer terms there talking about sitting around, sitting there playing World of Warcraft, being extra sweaty. Like that means she's, she's grinding the game. She's trying to win too. She's not just playing casually. She's sweating. She's, she's trying to get the dub. Um, that's cool. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that's what, that's you, what you came from. So do, do you like, are you familiar with streamers like Asmongold and those kind of people that are like big World of Warcraft, like Twitch streamers or like, have you all just kind of done like your own thing in that space or? I've been streaming so long. I've seen Phantom Lord come and go, Casey Tron come and go. Uh, Reckful. Right. Yeah, I've seen Reckful come oh, and I go. Well, Reckful hasn't yeah. come and gone, but you Passed know what I mean? Away, like, yeah. Um, 
but I've seen I've seen so many people and I'm not I've never been a big time streamer. I wish I was, but I've just been playing games. I kind of stay in my own lane. And in New York City, I specifically I started doing events. So League of Legends had their worlds in New York a couple of years ago. I want to say 2017, 2018. No, that's a lot, maybe 2016 even. And I had did a lot of League of Legends content at the time, but I also do event planning in my muggle life. Well, I used to. Um, so we had a whole after party here. We got to meet a lot of the pro players, but I'm all about fostering a community. I like to talk. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. But if we're not talking about the same thing, I'm bored. So I want you to come in, like what I like. I will be a translator, a cunning linguist, a community curator, <laughs> whatever. So if it's video games, has a lot of overlap with wrestling, which has a lot of overlap with this. And to me, wrestling and drag is one and the same. You put on the lashes, the hair, and you the hair and the heels, that so you go outside and either you power bomb someone or you do a death drop. It's the same thing. Okay, we got to talk about drag because I didn't know <laughs> it was it was this deep with you. So how did that get started? And then I got a lot of uh, kind of drag questions and drag queen questions as well. <laughs> and I don't know if people know a... that about me that I'm a big fan of the drag queen. <laughs> I, I only know that I, I only know that you are because like whenever you're given the opportunity, you'll start deep diving this. This is the one thing I know yes. nothing about. So like this is, I'm, I'm I'm interested, but this is gonna be Jeremy's. Yeah, go ahead and take it away because I, I don't even have I probably won't even have follow up questions for any, for this. I'm this is so outside of my realm. <laughs> But Jeremy, yeah, get your questions out there, Jeremy. I'm very interested. Go ahead, Jeremy. Hit me. Oh, Hit me with so, your best so how, shot. Okay, how, did, how did that start for, for you, getting into drag? Um, I went to performing arts, art, uh, a performing arts school here in New York. Shout out to LaGuardia. I got kicked out of there for cutting school. Shout out to LaGuardia again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but while I was there, um, I'm a little ashamed, but let me, let me start the story over again. Let me try this. I grew up very ignorant, unfortunately. And it wasn't until I went to a performing arts school and I had someone who was gay be like, girl, you're doing it wrong. You're saying all the wrong things. Let me open up your eyes. They took me to this gay club called Esquilitas in New York. It doesn't exist anymore. But when I say something changed within me that day, but I only saw that there were men. So I was like, women don't do this. And as I got older, the women that did do it were trans and queer. And I always tell people I'm cishet scum. I'm just an ally. So I never want to take a space from someone who may be queer or gay or whatever um, from something that's basically for their community. I ended up working at this place called Dallas BBQs. And there I met my friend, Jesse, who you guys might more commonly know as Britta Filter on RuPaul's Drag Race. When they started doing drag, my eye opened up even more and we lost contact. They went to drag race. Then I went to TwitchCon last year and I saw a bitch pudding, the winner of Dragula season one. Whoa, this whoa, must... whoa. You can't just walk past. There's someone called bitch pudding. <laughs> yes. Yes. But it's B-I-Q-T-C-H pudding. She won Dragula, which is like if RuPaul is WWE, Dragula is AEW or WCW, okay. if you will. So they won Dragula season one and they were a mustached woman and they were so funny and it really changed my whole perspective. It, it changed between RuPaul's Drag Race and meeting Bitch Pudding. It changed my whole perspective of what drag is, could, and what it can be. A mustached woman, cisgendered women, it doesn't matter what you identify as on the gay, straight, homosexuality spectrum. Drag is art and it's a performance. So I 
just said, screw it, I'm going to do it. I don't have a drag mother. I'm a motherless child. So I just said, YouTube exists. If you can learn how to be a rapper and code AI on YouTube, I can learn how to glue down a mustache. I can be Vince McMahon. And my drag has pretty much become a love letter to video games and wrestling. I have so many concepts in my head. Like I have a whole Orange Cassidy concept. I haven't done my first show yet. I got a whole Bianca Belair thing, Ultimate Warrior with songs. I just have to get out there. But I'm a loser and I stay home and watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I honestly like I'm glad because I I'm going to be fully transparent. I didn't know that. I honestly didn't know that drag, like what that, like that is what drag actually was. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm aware of drag, but I, cause like, I guess I would have like, this might sound super ignorant. I don't mean it to, but like, cause we've, we've interviewed uh, Ashley, like usually the cosplayer, mm -hmm. like it seems like a lot of similarities kind of in those worlds. Like, is that, is that kind of fair to say? Cause it's like, I don't know. I just don't know a lot about drag. And I didn't know that like many, like, like cis, women did it i didn't i just didn't i just didn't know that that's actually i just learned a lot just then <laughs> <laughs> i will say the difference between drag and cosplay is that i feel cosplay is more i'm gonna model and i want to do it verbatim while drag is more of the performance the art piece so when okay. i say i want to do something like orange cassidy am i going to look like orange cassidy maybe you could see the similarities but Orange Cassidy wouldn't give you the rock. Da, ga, 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 ga. I might. <laughs> and that's and that was my that's your you exactly answered my question just then because that's why I was getting the cosplay kind mm. of in my head was you were mentioning you were gonna like dress up like these characters you're just talking about. So I see it's like a it's like a performance kind of based on exactly. someone versus like a direct like you're out like at like a Comic Con type thing like pretending mm. you're Orange Cassidy looking exactly like Orange Cassidy. It could be a one for one, but if to me, when I think of Orange Cassidy cosplay, I think of maybe an ab plate, jean jacket, jeans, sneakers. When I think of drag Orange Cassidy, maybe a chest plate. If you want, you could tape your boobs out, whatever it is, put down the shirt, but I would bedazzle that jacket. My sneakers would be heels and my glasses would be like um, Lady Gaga. So when I go out and I want to perform, it might start off with the lazy, mm. Mm, but as the song goes on, it's like, ah, ah you want to give levels to it. Almost like ring psychology. Orange Cassidy does come out there, do your sad kicks, whatever. But as the fight goes on, you got the orange punch. I'm giving you energy. So it's it's the same thing of telling a story in a ring. You want to tell a story in your performance. And that's like mainly like done on a stage, like live in front of a crowd. So like that's sure. the whole, the whole, is that, but like when you say perform as Orange mm -hmm. Cassidy, like that's pretty much what that the performance is, is like you're doing like a like a dance entertainment type yeah like a lip sync or even a spoken word you could do something like that so if orange cassidy had like a promo like the only promo that sticks out in my head is love last week or two weeks ago he was backstage with renee after he wrestled the match and he said renee i'm tired she said me too bud yeah yeah <laughs> But you would do something like that, have it mixed into a bunch of other songs, and then you want to entertain the people because drag, you're just giving me money, girl. So I, how am I going to give you money if I'm doing just? It oh wait, that's part of it. I'm forgetting about. Wait, so you're making money as this is happening yes. in real time? Oh, okay. So I haven't drew a dime yet. Call me Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> oh, wow. This is actually fascinating. Like I didn't know like any of this. Wow. Okay, Jeremy, if you want to get like, I know you have like actual like deep dive questions about this. I'm glad like... you're learning something. Jensen, when I first watched uh, Drag Race, it was the most fascinating thing in the world to me. And yes, the performances are amazing. I've been to a couple of drag shows, some of the, some of the big time, some of the smaller ones and just like local stuff. Um, 
And it, it is, they are just 100% performers. And Chris is right in that a lot of crossover between wrestling. You're putting on an outfit, you're transforming into a different person, and you're going out there and you're doing your performance for for the people. And you're giving, you're giving whatever, you're serving whatever you're serving. I'll try to use uh-huh. a little bit of drag term here. Um, who are some of your favorite drag performers, Krista? Bianca Del Rio. Um, I think Let's I'm go. funny. Let's <laughs> go. That's my favorite. That's my ab- absolute funny. favorite. But I don't know if other people think I'm funny. And the kind of comedy that I do is very much shady, Bianca Del Rio. Like, you wore that outside? I mean, I'm brave too, but <laughs> goddamn. Like, <laughs> it, it's funny to me because to me, it's, it's, it's that backhanded, funny comedy. That's why, like, when you, when you talk about the overlap of wrestling, when someone calls someone else a carny piece of shit on wrestling, oh, that means you are out here working, 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 Don Callis. You working. You are working, and I love it. I love it. Because when you see someone who loves the sport so much that they're really ready and willing to do the, the best, worst acting you've ever seen of their life, come on now. It's the same thing with drag. It's a joke. It's funny. It's comedy. You're in on the joke. Um, one of my other favorite drag queens, Sasha Colby. Um, she just won Drag Race season 15, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there's also a level of femininity that comes with drag that in my everyday life, I don't typically experience. I, I tell people that I'm either crest the star or don't perceive me. I'm no face from spirited away. Leave me alone. Don't even look in my direction. I'm this. So it's it's nice to see people being feminine. Sometimes you want to go on stage, whip your little ponytail, feel the fantasy. Um, another drag queen that I really enjoy, of course, Britta Filter. I love her. I know her in real life, so I'll always cap for her. And one that's never been on Drag Race, Miss Sherry Vine. She's old as shit. And I love her to death. Um, <laughs> there's wrestling drag queens. I have to give a shout out to this podcast that doesn't come on anymore called Nobody's Watching Wrestling. Miss Berica Andrews. She has a beard and they talked about wrestling from Survivor Series. So I think they stopped around the launch of AEW, which is very sad. So Bob the Drag Queen is a big wrestling fan. 10 out of 10. Love, the, love Bob the Drag Queen. Didn't know that. <laughs> yes. I, I listened to an interview with him and he was talking about wrestling. He big McFoley fan. And I was like, I'm just going to write an article on this because it's a great crossover for me. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Bianca um, Del Rio, my my absolute favorite. I saw her live. One of the, the greatest quotes ever that I still use is when she was on Drag Race. And the let me ask you a question. What do you do successfully? Just quickly. an all time, all time dig, all time dig. Uh, I have the pleasure goat. of seeing Bianca before she was on Drag Race. In New York City, they did a, um, uh, what is that? They did a viewing party for the winner of season five. And um, she was the host. And I was thinking to myself, this bitch is funny. If she went on Drag Race, she would win. And sure as shit, season six, she got all that she wants. <laughs> New York City has a good track record. Sure. Listen, I would do it one year. Maybe when I'm, I don't know, I got bad knees. <laughs> Sherry Vine, uh, I think she opened for Bianca and she sang How I Blew Ya to the tune of Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, just an amazing performance. An amazing performance. Everybody just Google or YouTube Sherry Vine, How I Blew Ya. But it's every time I hear Sherry Hallelujah now, I, I hear that song. I hear How I Blew Ya. And it's, uh, it's, it's a problem around Christmas time when they play that song a lot. <laughs> Um, just make up words that's what i do with the cody Rhodes song just make up words. okay yeah <laughs> hey for what it's worth i am um, so i looked up bitch pudding on google and um looks like a pro wrestler <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I mean, the makeup, like the face paint makeup type. Like that's I, I, I see what you're talking about. If I had to pin Bitch Pudding's aesthetic, she would be poison from Final Fight, Street Fighter, the various one with the top hat, the crop top, the whip, and the booty shorts. That's that's Bitch Oh, the mic went out. Oh, no. <laughs> I think she kicked like the cord or yeah, something. Got unplugged. No, that's fascinating. This is obviously a world I know nothing about. Um, that's exactly what happened. I kicked my mic. <laughs> <laughs> I know that game. Um, but uh, yeah, that, make, that makes sense, though. I could definitely see like the crossover between like this and like pro wrestling and like that kind of world. Very interesting. So, like, so when you do your your drag show, like when you're up there, are you are you doing a whole mixture of song, dance, comedy, like, and like how long is like a set while you're up there? So I officially started this year. This is my first year. I haven't booked a show yet. So if you're watching this and you want to book me, um, <laughs> I haven't booked a show yet. But I did apply for the TwitchCon drag showcase because it's all going to come full circle and. Um, again, I did go to a performing arts school, so I can either right. sing, play an instrument, or I can lip sync. And to me, lip syncing would be more ideal. I would love to do like a mashup, maybe like, also you got to know your audience. I don't think I could go up to a gay club and do in the middle of my song, you know, all men are created equal, but you look at me and Samoa Joy, you can see that that statement is not true. <laughs> then I'm like, right. what the hell is that? Conversely, if I go to like uh, a straight establishment and I try to do the Bianca Del Rio. Let me ask you a fair and honest question. What do you do successfully, quickly? People come like, you know? So in an ideal world, I would love to do something like, if I could go to like a Russell Con and they have like a little drag showcase, I would totally cut it up to Joe Hendry's theme song because I'm a clown, you know? Oh, you know, yeah. I would love to get Unfortunately, Hulk Hogan's theme song slaps. It has slapped since the day it was born in the 80s. But can you imagine when it starts coming down and it hurts inside? <laughs> that would be something I would love to do. But um, until that day comes, again, call me Jeff Jarrett. Never drew a die on the hardest working woman in show business. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what you mentioned, you mentioned Joe Henry. I think everybody who watches the Impact Post Show knows your love for for Joe Henry. So, what is it about Joe Henry that just has you so attracted to this man? Respectfully and disrespect. That's a high. That's a fine man. Hallelujah. That's a fine man. <laughs> Besides that, yo, his promos when he was coming to Impact were the worst. He, he took some man's <laughs> baby. He took some man's inheritance. You cheated on some man. You're the worst. <laughs> and you're a motivational speaker. You're you're quite literally the worst. But I'm here for it. I, I love a heel. I, I love heels and wrestling. You get to do any and almost everything you want. It's kind of like my obsession for Zelina Vega. When she told Kayla Braxton, I may be shorter than you, but you're still beneath me. That's a great line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love a good heel. So to me, Joe Hendry is funny. Now. Finding out the history of Joe Hendry made me love him more. He was on Impact before, and apparently he was trying to get a contract. He would screw everybody out of everything to get one, and then he left. When the world needed him most, he left. So I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Plus, remixing your songs to make fun of people, 
I, I literally built my TikTok empire on adrenaline in my hole. So I can appreciate, <laughs> <laughs> I literally can appreciate, uh, you were indie famous, now you're really rich. But to me, you will always be edges, bitch. How rude. How rude. Wow. You're going to disrespect me in song? <laughs> How rude. <laughs> That's incredible. I Joe mean, he's a genius. <laughs> I mean, Jensen, I'm, I'm, how do you feel about yeah. adrenaline in my home? I mean, I'm wearing, you know, rock and right <laughs> now. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm using that today. Like, I mean, that's 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 gonna be a, a regular term in, in my household. Adrenaline. In I my stole hole. that <laughs> from Candy Lee. She's an independent wrestler. She's put on Twitter, adrenaline in my hole, because I think this happened. When Cody was wrestling and Nia Jackson just ripped her hole on TV. Oh, so she was sense. yelling out my hole. So <laughs> one day on my TikTok, I was just recording like adrenaline in my hole. About to get beat up in Espanol. <laughs> that's, oh, that's good. <laughs> Literally. All you see on my TikTok is just that song. And it went from like 20,000 followers to 80,000. So Joe Hanky, you on to something. I see you, Pippin. <laughs> wow. That's so funny. Well, who who else are some of the? I know I get a good you know idea for it. Like whenever we we talk for the post shows, but like who are some other people that you regularly watch in Impact? Like when you're reviewing the shows that you uh you you consider yourself a big fan of at this point. Mean Gia Miller because she's she is so funny on commentary because she's legitimately like it's that drag queen backhanded where she's like, well I don't know what he's doing, and it's the southern accent that just sends me gia miller is funny um thanks to joel pearl i am now a firm believer of jo johnny swinger and zicky dice oh yeah because <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like even if you're not a heel and you're someone like johnny swinger you've lost so much i want to see you win god damn it i want to see you win i want to see you win mike speedball bailey yeah when i say the wrestling that this man does holy hell holy hell like not a heel, not a face, a straight wrestling. And I feel like he's one of those wrestlers that can do technical really good, high flying really good. He's a hard hitter. He's just amazing. Josh Alexander doesn't get enough fucking flowers for him holding the impact banner. He is such a good wrestler. I remember him way back in the day when he was with the North and I thought him and Ethan Page were great. So to see him like, unfortunately relinquishing the title the way that he did, I hope he has a speedy recovery, but like put some respect on his name. Um, Joe Pearl told me that uh, Steve Macklin told him that he's like, well, Crescent called me generic. And I'm like, it's not that you're generic. It's not it. Listen, Stone Cold was generic. Y'all have black trunks, black boots. I can do like this. I guess who you are. That's, that's nothing wrong with that. I will say Macklin is phenomenal. You know, I, I forget that he was in Forgotten Sons. And <laughs> God damn it, that's amazing. I think Steve yeah. Macklin needs more respect on his name. too. Just the impact roster in general. I've loved Rosemary from the first time I found out women were doing hardcore matches. You know what I mean? And I tell people that a lot of your favorites in every promotion come from impact. A lot of your favorite moments come from impact. The Samoa Joe Scott Steiner promo. Classic. Hulk Hogan, we coming for no. That was WCW. So. That was WCW. <laughs> that was WCW. 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 We did get Hulk Hogan uh, smashing, uh, getting a guitar smash over his head by Jeff Jarrett, and then they never paying that off though. That was that was impact. There was also um, Bully Ray with aces and eights turning on Jeff Hardy, thinking that Jeff Hardy had a friend. You know what I mean? Like there are so many great moments in Impact that people don't give it a chance for. Now I wasn't watching 
from the TNA transitioning into Impact Dixie Carter mess, because that's why I understand a lot of people are like, you know what? You can spit in my face so many times before I'm like, I didn't sign up for this bukkake. I've had it. So I get it. But I will say Impact is a different product now. I implore mm-hmm. people to watch it. Khan, who used to be in the Ascension, who I used to yep. shit on for free, is now at least doing better. I at least get to see this man wrestle. If you've never seen the Ascension in NXT, you're not going to know anything about Khan. You're going to think he was a jobber if you remember them. Now in the design, even though they're not really doing a lot, a lot, you get to see this man showcased. Same thing with Trinity. I've only ever known Trinity Naomi in WWE. Impact is a different beast. And in my opinion, my opinion, Impact Wrestling has the best women's division out there, period. Everybody has good athletes, great athletes, amazing athletes. But Impact Knockouts Division is the best representation of women wrestling on TV, bar none. I I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Other places have great moments. But the division as a whole is is better from mid-card, lower-card to the main event scene. Yeah, I've I've actually said that a, a lot myself. Um, I but I, the way the caveat for me with that to be to be fair is that I think this is just me personally. I think that if you're looking at it like brand by brand, like if you're looking at like Raw, SmackDown, mm-hmm. Impact, AEW, like if you look at it like that, I think that Impact definitely like bar none, hands down, has the best collection of women. But like WWE as like an overall system, if you put all those women together, that that's more of an argument for me. Would be like, uh, but if you put like Charlotte and Becky and Bailey and Sasha and well, and Sasha's not there anymore, but all these people together on one brand. But I, but I, but I'm I'm agreeing with your point though. Is like uh-huh. Impact Wrestling's knockouts division. Um, on if you're if you're talking about watching one singular show of wrestling, I think that they have the best women that you can find collectively in the world. So. I will say the caveat to the WWE thing is only when it when they all when it all works together because I would be a liar if I said Becky Lynch being the man that every woman in that part even Nia Jax who broke old girl's nose everyone it, it, they played their part but when it doesn't work you got Charlotte Flair throwing a belt at Becky's feet when it doesn't oh, work sure. <laughs> it, sure. it's awful same thing with with AEW I love AEW seeing. How far Britt Baker, Jay Cargo, just today, two women, how far they've come and how they're like dominating the main event scene. That's great. But where's Serena Deeb? What is Hikaru Shida doing half the time? There are other, why do the originals come out one by one when the outcasts are going to jump you? Like there are certain things where it's like, bro, you've got all the pieces. Make it work. Ah! <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. I think that makes a lot of sense what you're saying with that because they do treat it feels like when you see the women on the impact show, it it's never like, it's all, it's always like worth being on. Like, if that makes sense, like, like you're not, you don't think you're wasting your time cycle. watching. Right. Yeah. And like, and, and they're, and they're really good at making their championships ma- like matter. Like yeah. their knockouts title is super important. As a matter of fact, because they do so much intergender wrestling and impact, like the knockouts champion, you can, conceivably believe could also be the world champion like absolutely I, like like i could totally see jordan grace or gianna perrazzo winning the world title so like as a matter of fact they should do a story at some point of gianna versus macklin i think honestly oh that would um, be camp that so, would be so yeah. that would be iconic on yeah. so many levels like when on twitter the other day someone had said oh cj perry i see you really did break up with miro and miro quote tweeted it said she's with bobby lashley you ain't no that's the type <laughs> of shit i like to see that's what i want to see diana peraza versus steve back oh i i mean i don't mean to bring up voldemort's of wrestling but if y'all could do a good storyline with tessa blanchett and sammy callan who was a biggity piece of crap beating busting people open every week 
you could do it with Jordan Grace, Deanna Perrazzo. You you could have even did it with Chelsea Green. Because, like, that table spot with Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo went to, like, two tables off a ladder. Disgusted. But also, they showed up to work next Thursday, like, <laughs> like yeah. I can see it. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've been saying for a while, like, you could put – you could put the world title, the Impact World Title, on. Uh, in my opinion, it'd be fine if you went with Jordan Grace, Masha Slamovich, or Deanna Prazo. Mm-hmm. It built correctly, and that way also, like, because the test thing is is a black eye on Impact's history. Yeah. It just is, and like, it would be good in my opinion. This isn't the reason you would give a woman the championship, but like, mm-hmm. I think there's like a cherry on top of the cake scenario here, where it's yeah. like someone like Jordan Grace deserves it already. But then in the history books too, it's like it isn't just. Every time you bring a woman champion, it isn't Tessa. And then, like, you're freaking talking about all that. It's just yeah. like Tessa was the champion, but also check out Jordan Grace. She's the champion now. Yes. You know what I mean? I agree with that, with, with, with especially Grace and Perrazzo, just because, like, I think about how much work that they've put into Impact. Even when I was watching it spotty back and forth, off and on on the day, I always saw Jordan Grace and I always saw Deanna Perrazzo and Rich Swan and Eddie Edwards. They've been there since <laughs> since yes. the dawn of time, and I think that they deserve all their flowers. You know, Motor City Machine Guns too. Like, let me they 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 live there. They, that's their home. They live there. <laughs> They're the best. We love those guys. I want to circle back to something you, you'd said about Steve Macklin because mm-hmm. so you were the one who called him generic because you know joel you know joel nearly got his ass kicked by steve macklin because macklin thought it was him which i feed it into but (laughs) oh i'm trying to get joel beat up on every show that's that's my listen i just be saying stuff so don't take it personal Um... (laughs) hey christ if it makes you feel any better and i'm like i'm just gonna throw it out there I've called Steve macklin generic on this channel as well there's some haters like he's not out here okay so let me say this he is not Macklin, the person, is not generic. But black trunks, black boots, I could do this. And are you are you Austin? Are you a young lion? Are you Kota Abushi? You know what I mean? Like, it's no tea. It forces people, however, to focus on your personality. Because there's times that Lucy LaDuca got called generic. <laughs> a RuPaul's Drag Race because of the blonde hair and the very cutesy-wootsy. But she's now a cultural phenomenon with let loose. So Macklin, I remember Macklin's promos. I remember Macklin's wrestling matches. I remember what Macklin does in the ring. If you ask me to describe Macklin's gear, I'm going to be like, "Say, I mean, come on, Austin Theory looked generic too. I mean, you're, I, I, it's not me. It's not me. I didn't no. do this. I didn't. I didn't do this, man. I didn't do shit. I didn't do this. And no, then- I agree. No, I, I agree with you. I'll back you up on that because, like, with the with because on one side like you said like you said like it does make you focus on like the in-ring because you're just watching him wrestling and he has banger matches like nobody's nobody's like disputing that he's killed it since he arrived at impact agreed um but it's it's one and and i do like the actual gimmick when they do start like deep diving his career like the Uh military and stuff like that and then you start kind of realizing it's like oh yeah he's got the really clean look he looks like a guy who'd be like military like I, i i get that but but I, I think you'd agree with me. The, what he looks like as just aesthetically on the screen, in the ring as a wrestler, it looks like you have turned the video game on for the first time. It's time to create a wrestler and you just skip the whole process. You just start with the creator wrestler and just get into the ring. It's not your fault. You're an amazing wrestler. But a lot of people, even John Cena had this problem when he first came out. 
Austin Theory has this problem now. Johnny Gargano, to an extent, has this problem. That's why he wears the colorful trunks. Like, it's nothing wrong with looking like a creator. There's nothing wrong with that. I can see it in my DMs now. Crest the stars. Whatever, like, I get it. But, like, I could point out Macho Man Randy Savage from a silhouette. I could point out maybe Hulk Hogan, Billy Star Graham. I mean, Superstar Billy Graham, you know. I could pull out Ric Flair from a lineup. You know, and it's it it's it's not it's not your fault. You know, you, you, I blame I, I blame society, you know, and if you want to wrestle me, that's fine. I understand, Steve Mackley. If we got heat, that's OK. We could wrestle. How much are you paying? And trust me, I'm going to put you over the moment you grab me. Okay. Yeah, I don't care. Yes. Oh, yeah. We'll make it clear right now. Like Steve Macklin, like we're saying, fantastic worker. I'm fantastic. happy. I'm, I'm happy. He's the, he's, he's the right guy to be the Impact World Champion. With Josh Alexander going down, like it, like. All the respect in the world to Steve Macklin, but it, but it's it's a consistent conversation. It really is. It's like uh-huh. the one thing it seems like he's missing is just something about the look. That's like the one thing that just feels like just the one little tweak that would make just yeah. put him over the top for a lot of for a lot of people. I'm not saying all. to go and be Dan Housen or to go and be um oh my god, what is his name with the beautiful hair and the robes from uh, Avalon? Peter Avalon? No, 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 no. Oh. From New Japan. Beautiful hair and the robes. Not and it's not um now it's not Okada because is it Okada? Not the man with the beautiful blonde hair and the cheekbones. Not him. The other guy with the beautiful Tanahashi. Oh yeah, Yeah. Tanahashi. I was gonna say Sushi's just got this new robe, but uh, I'm not saying do that. But I'm like, you know, like I'm I'm not trying to s on your d because I think oh no, I said me say shit on your dick because s on your d can mean (laughs) I try to get beat up (laughs) respectfully. You know, I think he's an amazing wrestler. Again, I love the fact that the only person you kind of really lost to was uh, Time Jacket. Uh, what's his name? Oh, my God. Kushida? Yes. The only person you tapped to was Kushida. And even then, that was like, ah, you ain't messed up my arm for ah, You're not doing that. You're not doing that. You're not doing that. I respect it. Listen, again, if you want to beat me up, that's fine. I'm I'm a worker. I'm, I'm working from the time I wake up, baby. So poke at me. <laughs> For the record, I want none of the smoke. Steve Macklin, uh, none at all. So congratulations, champ. We're just going to have a, form, we're gonna have a form of line here at Fightful with people Steve Macklin's about to beat up on the, uh, who works here. Uh, we, have a, we have a write-in question from a Joel P. Uh, it says, will you play wrestling games on your Twitch slash TikTok? No. <laughs> I don't <clears throat> so I don't like sports and wrestling games because I get very frustrated very easy and I like to watch wrestling it's just not my judge to play I'd rather play like a street fighter if wrestling games played like street fighter or a Tekken I'd be down for it but they don't I want to create a character and that's it I, it's not my judge I enjoy the hell out of it it's just not my judge sorry Did- so you, but you like you. It sounds like you love fighting games. Um, have you have you ever played Power Stone on the Dreamcast? Many many moons ago, when I was a wee young lass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. re- yes. Yeah. The reason I ask is because Power Stone and Power Stone Two are my favorite fighting games of all time. Like I still have a working Dreamcast, and like mm-hmm. I still play through that. Like occasionally I go on there and just so like just mentioning those games. Like that's that's where my head goes to is like those Capcom like fighting games or, or Street Fighter, of course, yeah. that kind of stuff. And I'm more of an RPG fantasy person type of anyway, and I love puzzle games. So if yeah. Carrying Cross starred in God of War, maybe. <laughs> right, I got you. I, man, you know what? And you, there was a game you mentioned earlier. One of my biggest regrets, and I could always go back and do this now as an adult, mm-hmm. which I probably will at some point. 
But one of my biggest regrets was when I'll never forget this. I just have such a vivid memory of this, this time period of my life. I remember getting Super Mario RPG or renting it uh-huh. um, for the Super Nintendo. But while I had it rented, it was like around the holidays. And I wound up getting a Nintendo 64 for Christmas. And I just like shunned my and my Super Nintendo because now I had Mario 64. Uh-huh. And it was like, whoa, 3D. Like, this is where it's at now. And I never went back to play Super Mario RPG. But I've heard by all accounts, it was like one of the best RPGs ever. Just this Regino, he needs to be in Super Smash Brothers or something. It it was produced by Square Enix, so it was different to any other Mario game you've ever played. And Mario 64 doesn't do it justice because it's literally like if you've played Final Fantasy 5, 4, or 6, it plays almost like that. You run up, you've right. got your moves, whatever it is. I played it later on in life too. It's funny that you would say that because something similar happened to me. I had just got um a Wii, I got Twilight Princess. And then two weeks later, I got World of Warcraft, and I never beat that game. Uh, yeah. I never beat that game. I never beat Twilight Princess. Because World of Warcraft, like, I could be a wizard. <laughs> oh, man. Are you currently Preston, part doing- of, like, oh, sorry, like, I, 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 this is, are you currently, like, still part of, like, a Warcraft, like, guild and everything? Is that, you do raids and all that? Or? It has been a very long time. I will say from doing World of Warcraft raiding, like I was in a server first guild. We did no lights in the darkness. That took a lot of practice. We were server first. It was brutalis, which is also another boss, but it was very rough. It was very rough. And the amount of effort that it requires to do, I wouldn't be able to watch wrestling. I enjoy having a life. I like to go out and have a drink every now and then. I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah. play World of Warcraft the way I was playing it before. You know, they take it seriously. Like, like you got to like be like it's like practice it's like you got to meet up and do these raids and train and level up and all this stuff with your guild and if you don't they'll boot you and all i yeah i, I didn't have to deal all, with all that because I, I played starcraft so it was just like me and a few of my buddies were just always who'd you play together. in starcraft because i play starcraft too like what race did i play yeah. as um proton hey protoss master proton, that's sorry, what i'm proton. talking about yes, protoss. <laughs> yes um it's been a while I, I i i used to play i played the hell out of brood war that was oh, like same, my same. my era and then um, I I played some StarCraft too, but that came out while I was in college. So mm-hmm. like just, I just couldn't, and I didn't have a computer that was like powerful enough to really run it right. Like mm-hmm. if I, uh, if like my screen minimized for any reason, I couldn't reopen the game. Like just like, <laughs> yeah. You know. So, um, so I, uh, but my buddies still to this day play here in Atlanta and every now and then they're like, dude, mm-hmm. you gotta log in and, and play again. But I, I just, I feel like I'm so far behind not playing for the last, you know, 10 uh-huh. plus years that I would just go on there and get destroyed so quickly. That's not even going to be worth playing, you know, but, um, but no, yeah, I love, I love, I love Starcraft. That's a, that was a really, it makes you, that was a game that like made me feel smart when I would beat uh-huh. people at that. I'd be like, I out, I, it was my mind that beat someone, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but, uh, but yeah, that's cool that you even know about Starcraft. My buddy, shout out to my I've never, I'll never mention his name ever again, ever in, in history of the show. Shout out to my old friend, Kevin Zhao. His real name was Huafe. He was, I don't know where he was from. Probably he was like, he came from another country, went to my middle school and high school. Um, he was the smartest kid I've ever known in my life. He used to program my TI uh, calculator to like do my algebra for, for me and stuff. This kid was awesome. And he was our hookup for stream keys. So like if we... So, so because we didn't, we were too poor to buy any of these games. Allegedly, back in the day, allegedly, um, he would send us stream keys so we could play like 
StarCraft and Counter-Strike and like all this stuff, you know, you know, without <laughs> buying the game allegedly. So um, shout out to shout out to Kevin Zhao here on the show. Hopefully he doesn't get arrested for that after I just brought that up. Girl. <laughs> Blizzard. Narkin, Narkin years later here. Yeah. No, knowing Blizzard, like you said, Creston, knowing Blizzard, they they might come after me. So this is all legend, they ain't not real. For money. They ain't hurting for money. Blizzard yeah. ain't hurting for money. Blizzard. I used yeah. to love Blizzard, but I now I will poop on them all. I love you, Blizzard, but you know, you ain't hurting for money. You ain't hurting for money. Stop it. <laughs> Creston, you're doing the collision post show uh starting June 17th. What do you expect from this show that doesn't have a venue uh for the opening episode? Here. But what are you expecting when it comes to Collision? First show, and then kind of maybe long, longer term plans, and it seems like it hinges around one one man. I am expecting that when the show starts, we're going to hear Look in my eyes! Yo, okay. I get it. We all work with people that we're not going to like. I completely understand. Sometimes you may even want to punch your coworker. But there's a lot of money on this table. And you're doing the best you can with what you got, Mr. Khan. So I respect it. However, I don't see this brand. I, I, I see this brand split going the same way WWE goes. We're going to have it like this for two to three business weeks. And then someone, either a higher up or the fans, are going to be like, well, I want to see Jade on this show. Or I want to see FTR on this show. Or I want to see the Bucks on this show. And what Wild you going to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wildcard pre-seasonal invitational to the third power of 10. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm, I want it to be good because I do enjoy AEW. I I like the product. And I say this as a joke. Let me preface and say I say this as a joke. But maybe Vince was on to something making y'all fight backstage because y'all don't know how to act. You want to argue and make a whole new show? <laughs> That's a joke. That is a joke. That is a joke. Don't fight your coworkers. You'll get arrested. That's a joke. But at the same time, it's like, bro, if, if, if everyone's making a million dollars and y'all got expensive contracts, there's no law that says I have to talk to you, bro. All I got to do is not kill you in the ring. As soon as this match is over, don't talk to me. I'll spit on your grave. Come, bro, like, I, I personally don't understand it. I have definitely worked with people who are like, yo, if you were on fire, be like, ooh. Or I'd be like, oh, I'm going to get my hands warm. But at the same time, I'm not going to let you fuck up my bag. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So I'm expecting good yuck yucks. The brand split's going to last maybe two to three weeks. And uh, I want more Dan Housen. That's what I expect. Put a title on Dan Housen. My my official prediction, by the way, I think we talked about it on the spotlight. I talked about it on True Heel Heat earlier today with SP3 and, and those mm. guys. I um, If I had to make a prediction, I would guess that Tony Khan is going to fold and we're going to get collision in Chicago. CM Punk will be there and so will Steel. This is my honest thought. I think, I think, I think Tony will fade. I feel like because... Even if you let CM Punk go, you are literally throwing money away. And I cannot imagine what that buyout clause is. And this is just speculation nation. You know what I mean? I don't know anything. So if you guys like Cresta said, Cresta ain't say shit. I don't know nothing. I'm making this up. So <laughs> uh, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it makes sense to keep him. Like, I didn't see CM Punk wrestle in his first WWE run when everyone was like, chanting for his name bro when i started watching wrestling people were chanting for his name until he showed up in aew and he didn't show up right away people were chanting this man's name and even now to a lesser extent people still want to know what's going on with cm punk you would be a fool you would be a fool a fool and i get we're not all going to get along with people but you would be a fool to throw that kind of money away and not for nothing i'm not trying to say to diminish anything it's not like 
he did something really out of pocket where you need to be fired. Y'all got, he said some out of pocket shit on stage. Y'all got into a fist fight. I grew up in the hood. Niggas fight. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You say whatever you want. I think. I don't know. We might have new rules here that I haven't been officially you told can, yet. So. You can bleep it if you want. Like, people fight. People fight. Sometimes you got to get it out your system. I'm not condoning it, but sometimes people fight. But I bet you you punch someone in the face after they even mess with you, they're not going to do it no more. I'm Again, I'm not condoning it. But, like, you going to let somebody mess up your bag and where you going to go? WWE? Because you know Punk ain't going to go to the Fed? Punk ain't going to go to Impact? You going to go to New Japan? And I'm not saying that he couldn't, but he could. But, like, you going to throw that money away? Be for real. Yeah. <laughs> well like, said. y'all could be mad. Y'all have to shoot the fair one outside, but be for real. Be for real. Be for real. That's like letting the Bucks walk away or letting Omega walk away. Be for real. Be be astronomically for real right now. Yeah. I think there's a balance of it without getting too into it because we talked about it. We talked about it a lot on our mm-hmm. show, but like, um, it's all, it all comes down at this point to like the negotiations and the leverage and stuff of like, mm-hmm. CM Punk, I feel like, needs to stop asking, like, if, if, like, Ace Steel is the breaking point, like, sorry, Ace can't be there, but you can, like, let's figure this out, like, everything else seems to be figured out, um, but it's one of those things where, like, ultimately, it would make for incredible television for him to be back, I'm not, I'm not ignorant or stupid, uh, you know, but, like, at the same time, I also think at a certain point, it just starts hurting the company to, like, keep bending over backwards for this guy, it's a weird precedent to, like, you know, but CM Punk's also an, an anomaly, he's, like, he's, he's the only CM Punk that they have, but I also think if you're if you're gonna make these kind of demands and be in this kind of position, like the only kind of person, like if, if this was the WWE, for example, you better be Roman Reigns if you're making these kind of if you're gonna or be Brock like Lesnar. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Ago. Like exactly. Like that's like you gotta be Hogan in the nineties. You gotta yeah. be Austin in ninety-eight. Like that's like the rock in ninety eight. Right. And I just don't see punk as like that level anymore. Like I think he's still super popular and they can make a lot of money, but yeah, it just is what it is. But I, th- but like I said, I think by the time Collision ro- rolls around, I think we are going to have CM Punk back as a part of the show. Um, and hopefully, I mean, if he comes back, it will be great TV. We'll mm-hmm. just, we'll just hope it. Hope there's not repeated patterns and this keeps happening. I mean, if it happens again, then I think that Tony Khan, you have to be like, listen, I don't care how much money you draw. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to keep doing this in my locker room because. I, I feel like we always have to loop back to Hogan. That's a prime example. Hogan, you drew, but at what cost? How many people were upset, never got a real push or anything like that for you, for you and your friends? And I'm not saying CM Punk is like that at all. I personally enjoy CM Punk and the limited knowledge, because I'm not someone who's going to like really, really read the dirt sheets. I don't want to know that sure. much. I'm here to be sports entertained. I'm, I'm the same way. Sure. But from what I understand, it sounds like CM Punk was talking crap about you guys in the, in the most media scrum. You came to see him, and y'all got into a fist fight. Great. Again, you're not supposed to be fighting on company grounds, but I don't know the whole situation. And I'm, and I'm adult enough to say that I don't know the whole situation. But from for the sure. outside looking in, if y'all got to go out back and shoot fight for 30 minutes till it's out your system, get it together because you both signed contracts. If you don't like each other, you don't like each other. What's the problem? Again, that's me not knowing the whole situation, and that's okay. That's okay to not know the whole situation. But it's also, like, just be sports entertained. I don't know. I hope it works out for the best, you know. But, again, on the outside looking in, it sounds like y'all just got into a fight, and it was like, well, I'm not saying sorry. I don't know the whole situation. (laughs) So go outside and back and fight. I don't know. That's why I said everything. Go outside and fight. I don't know. (laughs) Cressa, last one before we get you out of here. Uh, Coolest thing in your room. I ask everybody. I'm kidding. Well, it was tough because I got a lot of stuff in there. Um, 
Well, this is a green screen, love. This is a lie. You could tell my green screen. Yeah. Huh? There's a green screen, love. It's yeah. Well, no, I can tell it now because I can see the corner. <laughs> I can see the corner of the screen moving now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't notice. Um, I thought you were sitting in front of a bookcase this entire time. I actually thought. Yeah. Oh wow. I will actually show you the coolest thing in my room. Hold on. Hold okay. on. Hold on. I got tricked by a green screen. Holy yeah, shit. you could tell that was a green screen. I can tell when she moved. I mean, everything. I can tell now with like the. Oh. It's my actual Stone Cold Steve Austin belt. There oh, we, uh, there we go. Let me take it out. And this is special and sentimental to me because I am someone who is a huge nerd, but I am always someone who changes their mind. So to invest this much money into something that A, I think is cool, but has no other reason but being cool is pretty cool to me. It's I actually brought it from WWE.com. I'm so cheap. I am so cheap. The fact that I actually brought one I for a solid month, I didn't know how to act. I was walking around places like I'm a champ. This is one of the coolest things. And now I know why people would fall on the floor when you get you get hit with one. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> just just be, be careful out there, Crescent, because I don't know if you know the unwritten rule, but if you carry around a replica title at a wrestling show, it's 24-7 rules. So, like, if a fan comes up and tries to pin you for it, like, be prepared to defend it. Oh, y'all didn't know? I have, like, two wrestling moves. I have a whole wrestling gimmick. The coolest thing would be because my wrestler is a bully. So once I get you in a side headlock takeover, wet willy, ew. Oh. Then it's in your nose, ew. And then it's in your mouth. That's my finisher called the sewer. <laughs> and then, they, and then they, just, they just tap out. They either tap out or pass out. Exactly, because it's so net. Earwax, boogies, and you're going to flush it down the toilet, which is your mouth. <laughs> oh, wow. Book me. Yo, what's up, Scott? Gross just thinking about it. Oh. From the moment I wake Gross. up, I'm working. Gross just thinking about it. I'm going to pull this on the kids now. Like, they ain't going to oh. mess with me at all. Start doing Headlock, this with them. Get them in line. Willie, the nose and it. Mm, down the toilet. Ah, tap, tap, tap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, Dude, I can see like I can see like Jimmy Lloyd doing this on GCW. Like <laughs> like if someone's gonna steal this, it's that here's this idea you crest. So you need to get out there and then do it before someone takes it from you. I mean, I I got bad knees. <laughs> <laughs> Creston, thank you for joining us today. Let everybody know where they can find you at. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure. Jeremy, Stephen, thank you so much for having me. Um, you guys can find me Wednesdays, Fridays on Twitch. Monday streams are gone because Grandma Star is old and she requires a lot of attention and I have to go far and fuck my life. Um, Thursdays, I'll be here on the Post Impact Show over on Fightful. And on Saturdays, starting June 20th or whenever Collision decides to come out when it finds a home. June 17th. June 17th, same difference. He <laughs> rounded down. <laughs> I will be live, myself and Iridian and Rick. We will be live talking everything post um, AEW. So be nice. Impact, loyal, and faithful have been very nice. You AEW fans or WWE fans, I got, I got my spray bottle. Please be nice. I'm so sad. I'll cry. I'll cry on camera. I don't care. <laughs> Creston, thank you so much for, for joining us. Again, apologies that you got to deal with Joel every single Thursday. But, I love Joel. Uh, I'll be all right. I love you, Joel. You're a mentor. You're, you're an educator. I don't care what they say about you. <laughs> you are the one. Uh, follow follow Cresta on Twitter. Check out the TikTok. Check out the Twitch. All the links are down below there in the description. Everyone can, can go follow her there. Check out the Impact Post shows every single Thursday here on Fightful. And then starting June 17th, check out the AEW Collision post show cresta thank you again for joining us we really appreciate it guys stick around
Thank you to Crescent Star for joining us in the creator spotlight. I prematurely hit the uh, stop recording button on our interview that we recorded over last weekend. But thank you to Crescent Star. She will be on the Impact Post Show tonight with Joel Pearl reviewing the Go Home Show for Impact Under Siege. Then she'll be back tomorrow with Joel Pearl reviewing Impact Under Siege. And then starting June 17th, she will be with Iridian and Riccacino reviewing AEW Collision every Saturday. She does great work. Go check out the Twitch. Go check out TikTok. Check out Linktree. All the links are below right here in the description of this video. So go check go check out Cresta. Support Cresta. All the great work she is doing in this space. All right, everybody. We're going to wrap things up here on a Thursday. It is a busy day. I've already covered the Shawn Michaels media call. Yes, I I do work while our interview is running, everyone. Love this business. Cover the Shawn Michaels media call, Tony Khan media call coming up in a couple hours. We have a fightful overbooked media call at 5 p.m. Eastern. What is it going to be? No idea. No idea. Worked myself into a shoot by doing a fightful overbooked media call. So that's at 5 p.m. Eastern. That's on fightfuloverbooked.com. Everybody can go over there. Go check out all the great shows we're doing over there, including Tag Talk, Coexisting, Indeed, which Big Dick MLJ was on this past week. That was that aired yesterday. Um, well, New Japan Bread Club, new episode of that went up. FMC uh, every, every Tuesday with myself and SP3 talking basketball and Share Delaware. We signed up for The Circle. So maybe... No, we might be going on hiatus. Hey, hi, we might be going on hiatus in September because SP3 and I will will be part of the circle. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, everybody. If that happens. And in the weeds, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Fight Flover Book with myself and Joel Pearl, we had a great interview with Isaiah Broner that was on Monday. We had a, a great chat with Andreas Hale from Sporting News. That was- on wednesday talking double or nothing and tomorrow i will not tell you who the guest is but things are looking promising for a a veteran a wrestling legend people might call him a legend um i don't want to spoil it i don't like saying things unless until they are like officially official and like they are there and that's about as, as official as you can get but we are we're getting a uh we're getting a guest that i never thought we get it not not a current wrestler. I don't want to like put that out there. People are like, oh my gosh, they're gonna get Brian Danielson. It's not Brian Danielson. Um, not a current wrestler or anything like that. But yes, a a a legend, a veteran who is getting who's been involved and will continue to be involved with wrestling. Just a name that I just didn't think would be someone of like, oh yeah, that's an interview we'll do. And it seems like it might be an interview we'll do. So that could happen and it could lead to to more stuff. So that'll be tomorrow. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern on Fightful Overbooked in the weeds with myself and Joel Pearl. Thank you to Wrestle Rumble for sponsoring today's show. Uh, everyone go over to WrestleRumble.com. Congrats to our three winners for winning and contacting Joel Pearl and getting your free entries into the Night of Champions and Double or Nothing Pick'ems. I think that's everything. I think that's everything, everybody. We'll be back next week talking all the fallout from this giant weekend of wrestling. Everybody have fun this weekend. There's no shortage of, of wrestling. Not only... Like we didn't even get to this, but not only do we have Under Siege tonight, we have Night of Champions on Saturday afternoon. We have Double or Nothing on Sunday night. We have NXT Battleground, which is up against Double or Nothing on Sunday night, so that's going to be busy. We got Best of Super Juniors. Uh, we have the semifinals on Friday morning, if you live in the United States, and then we have the finals on Sunday morning. So basically every company 
every big company is running something. There's ROH tonight. There's an ROH taping. Oh, it's already been taped, but an ROH TV show tonight. So we've, we've got New Japan, WWE, AEW, NXT, Impact, all running major events this weekend. I don't know what more you can ask for as a wrestling fan. I would ask for less as someone who has to cover all this stuff. I'll be here covering it. Everyone can go to Fightful.com to check out all the coverage. Everyone go sign up to Fightful Select for all the scoops that I'm sure Sean will get. And we'll catch you all next week. Bye, everybody. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.